Hello there. Welcome to the IWS podcast. I'm your host, RJ, and I have an amazing, amazing set of guests with me today. I have Team Empathy. I have my man, Zaire Kenya-Smith, and I have Catherine Young. How are y'all doing today? We are doing great. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, we're doing it's a pleasure good. to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I know we're definitely going to jump into quite a few topics today. I mean, there's a lot to discuss. I always find it very pleasurable when I have multiple people on with me because there's a different energy versus when it's a one-on-one. So I'm glad to have you both here. And of course, I'm definitely going to make sure we touch on the platform you guys have been building and working on because I think that's very, very important for the audience to learn from. But I want to start by letting us, of course, learn about you two. Now, I don't know who wants to go first, but I'm going to pose the same question. I want to learn and us to learn a bit more about your lived experiences growing up and some of your family dynamics. So whoever would like to start. Go ahead, Catherine. Okay. Well, um, my lived experience is I come from a background where I was actually an only child for my dad, where he was a single father. And... I have a brother with my mom where she was a single mother. So they actually shared, it kind of halved my life um, and raised me separately. Um, I've also have a stepdad, my mom, my mom married. Um, I also have, I co-parent with my ex-husband. So there's that dynamic and lived experience. Um, I have a five-year-old. So there's that dynamic and and I am, as you know, pursuing my clinical social work license and have worked with majority men and the military population. So there's that lived experience and regular discussions and relationships. So I'm excited to dive into a little bit of that. Okay. I definitely want to say, Zaire, before you jump in, um, I appreciate the complexities of the way that you lay that out. Like just the way that your immediate family and the way that that dynamic, I'm sure, is -hmm. different when you're trying to blend families together that always can pose challenge, you know, trying to bring in an additional person who's not of the biological family. And then you talk about the, the, I would say, the context of romantic relationships. Then mm-hmm. you talked about co-parenting. That's a whole nother thing that I hope we get to touch a little bit on because I talk about that a lot in my lived experience and a lot of the clients that I have, but I appreciate you for sharing that. Absolutely. Zaire. All right. What's the question again? Just to talk a little bit about your lived experiences growing up in your family, like who raised you, who was in the home, because that shapes a lot of our, our reality and the way that we tend to behave, you know, as we get older. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I guess going back, I was raised by a single parent, my mom, and like I said, pretty much humble beginnings, all that good stuff, especially my end, like, um, getting bullied growing up, make fun of, all that good stuff, wasn't really the most popular one in my family, not not like my, like the outside family, not like my, yeah. towards my mom and my sister, but outside of that, like cousins and aunties and things like that. Wasn't right. the most popular one or the most likable one. Never knew why. So I was all, so I spent majority of my time growing up alone, just alone. It's just really just um, being me and things like that. Because I, even at a young age, looking back, even at the young age, I just refused to just mold into like to fit in. I was, I was yeah. like, I like, always like to be myself. I had that. I always, I always had that hunch. 
it, or a blues clue had that at a very young age like this is, i like being i like being myself like i said it caused a lot of loneliness i was always to myself and things like that same thing with, with from school all that good stuff never right. fit in for some strange reason and I, those paths i accepted but it was always it shaped a lot within me it shaped a lot because eventually <clears throat> when i started dig when i start when i start digging accepted in life i realized this one thing like okay cool being yourself has equity you can be yourself and still gain good things in life and mm -hmm. when i realized that i just start rinse wash and repeat keep, keep repeating that cycle throughout my life like i can just stay in my lane this is who i am this is what i'm comfortable with i don't have to be this i don't have to be this i don't have to be this. i don't have to be nothing that i'm not comfortable with i could be comfortable i can be me my own skin and still get to get far in life so right. that kind of like land me into the role of where i'm at today um my background is in digital art and design um i like i had a bachelor's degree in digital art and design i always was a creator so even during my alone okay. times back then i i well, I, um occupy my time was was creative i focused on my craft so i think i was always a workaholic so you know how to just imagine you got no friends you couldn't go out all that good stuff you didn't really you know you didn't have that much so all you knew was work and just that this this that, right. that was my space creating 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 so i, I always identify myself as a creator so that's why i usually usually did in my spare time that kind of translated to, um high school then college and then that allowed me to work for companies like Nike, Jordan Brand, LeBron, um, other Fortune 500 companies, all that good wow. stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think for that question, all that good stuff. So yeah, so it's, it's a lot. So I will always say, even I can plug empathy on that because not all the way, not the story, but I would say everything that I am today was always built from some type of pain because I always mm -hmm. say you can use your pain for two things. You can use your pain to build and destroy now, always lean on to building side and things like that. Okay, what can I do with this? Because I'm not the only one feeling like this. I always try to hunch. I'm not the only one feeling like this. People just not speaking up. So yeah, that's kind of like got me on this path. I know I'm not in mental health, but I am a human being with human experience and things like that. That kind of relates to mental health and things like that. So that's what Absolutely. got me on this path of empathy and down this path is just okay. How can we? How can we tell people it's okay to be human? And it's okay mm -hmm. to have these emotions or online and offline. So that's pretty absolutely. No, you're you're there, man. I'm gonna touch on a few mm -hmm. things you said, but I gotta ask you a critical question though. To What's up? to go to go a little deeper with what you were talking about, because this is like a platform thing I talk about. So you said yeah. in your in your in your home, it was primarily you and your mom, and then you spent a lot of time on your own, right? Yeah, yeah just me, have... my mom, my sister. Me, and my mom. Oh, my you sister. and my sister. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you have mm -hmm. any? positive or constructive men in your life that gave you any type of example of how we should conduct ourselves to be honest no my, all my mom really just had was prayer and just praying for us and things like that so i always use god as a guiding force and things like that i'm a big i'm i'm a huge i'm very spiritual no religion yeah. it's very spiritual and i really lean heavily on god because i always question myself how i got to where i'm at and things like that and the mannerism i have as a man not having no father figure in my life not having mentors in my yeah. life it was just really just figuring it out and i just credit god for just giving me like i say it's a lot of reading the books i'm a big fan of book um the book of proverbs and things like that. they give a lot of wisdom give a lot of insight of how to maneuver in life and things yeah. like that i recommend people to read that book because it is it, relevant today and it's just like it's like that so it's like there, there's really no mentorship I, that's something i always crave for as a young child at, 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 as as a adolescence but i never had it so it was really just okay faith and just 
winking it, man. And here I am. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I appreciate you for sharing that. The reason why I asked yeah. you is because when I hear, when I was listening to what you were saying, like, if, especially if I talk about from like a clinical perspective, right? I hear mm -hmm. that so often. Mm -hmm. So often from the community is brothers don't have no male role models to look up to. Their mm -hmm. fathers weren't around or they weren't around maybe as often. And even when they were, they don't have the type of relationship that they would want. I always say, because I talk about myself very often in both on this platform and in my own clinical experience, I grew up with my father and my mother was there when I was young, but she passed away when I was very, very young. So it was me, my older sister and my father. And he was a very traditional black man. He worked really hard. He provided for us. He provided stability and mm -hmm. preached independence. But when it came to emotional vulnerability, being sensitive, being in tune with one emotions, being comfortable to express them to other people, it was none of that. And I had somebody there, but I didn't have that kind of role model that I needed. So mm -hmm. what I've always tried to understand for us as men is to understand how we develop that challenge of being able and willing to be open and express ourselves and what are some of the consequences and the side effects when we don't do that hmm. if you get what i mean and i and i think that's just going back to just accept being you like mm -hmm. not like you just you can't follow the status quo of life like it's a lot yeah. of really just i, I always get myself as a renegade color mm. outside the lines if you okay. color inside the line which you told the things like that of course you're going to follow the structure of school, education, society, things like that. I was never, like I said, it was a reason why I, maybe I wasn't the most likable. People didn't like, cause I always did, I didn't do the same thing everybody else did. I always did things sure. my way and I always saw it as that fit. So even as like, my mom didn't teach me none of this, like get to my emotions This is something I just choose. This is who I am. I have mm -hmm. feelings. I, I, when I'm hurt, I express I'm hurt. When I'm irritated, I express I'm irritated. I, it's like, I don't, there's like, there's no <laughs> bias between my emotions. Like all the emotions right. the same to me, but I know in society it's a biases. Okay, we can accept the positives, yeah. the good, the fun, the hard, all that good stuff. But when it comes to this insecurity, depressed, loneliness, all that good stuff, like what is that? Like you, I'm not about to be associated with that. And that was yeah. never me. I'm, to me, it's just like it's just more emotions to me. And it's just like it's just something. I guess I got like I say, just going back to your point, just really just going back to just accepting who you are as a human being. And just Absolutely. understanding, even before a man, you're a human first. So this the, the hierarchy is human, man, and like that's then gender, whatever gender you are, all that good stuff. So we need right. to understand we're human is what we do. So it's it's, it's a it, so I think it's come to accepting that first, really come to accepting. No, absolutely. The acceptance to me is the critical part. And I think it's it's difficult for a lot of us, you know, because of the the cultures and the backgrounds that we come from, getting to acceptance can be very difficult just because it's it's so it's so stigmatized for many of us to even like, for example, even engage in therapy or even have these type of discussions with your friends or with your close loved ones. Because for a lot of people, we're sort of stuck on this traditional mindset of what a man is supposed to be and how he's supposed to behave and how he's supposed to portray himself. So when you don't have those examples on top of that, that can like further compound the issue, right? So it, mm -hmm. it can make it a little challenging, but I'm hoping that with these type of discussions, we can help push that narrative forward. It's um, a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of unlearning we have to do. It's a lot of unlearning yeah. we have to do as, as like, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's like, it's almost like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? The only way to fix it, probably got to recognize there is one. You got to realize this is a problem. Mm -hmm. You have to realize, if you don't see no problem in it, there's nothing to fix. So you have to Absolutely. realize something is off here. If you want you like I said, go back. It's like I say, it really accept it's a very self-awareness of who you are and just how yeah. you're operating and just looking at the results. Like, like usually when you come to these emotions, 
It affects mm-hmm. everything. It affects your job. It affects relationships. It affects all of this because you're showing how you coming up, how you handling, how you handling yourself under stress, how you handling yourself right. under hurt. That all come back down to emotions. How are you dealing with your emotions? If you don't have a grip on your emotions, either you going off on people because you can't contain yourself, or you just yes, not or you just holding everything in, and then you have the breaking point, and you really just go off all that good stuff. Oh, so yeah. it's just like really like how to <laughs> deal with these. <laughs> emotions man so it, it, it's a lot it's a lot of variants of it so it's just a yeah. really just come down it to is. self-awareness is recognizing it's a problem no absolutely and Catherine, i call I it tossing i call oh my bad i'm sorry go ahead oh, no no, no you, oh, you go ahead. finish your point, finish your point. I, I said oh oh i was i call it toxic masculinity that's what i think that yeah no a, a, a fair a fair amount of it does come from there you know because, yeah. because we're perpetuating a lot of the same cycles that you know that we've seen but yeah. Catherine, I wanted to ask you because you said you mentioned that you were spending a lot of time with like military populations and like working with men. I wanted to understand and learn a little bit about like why did you choose that group or what kind of drew you to to working with them? RJ, to be honest, um, the experience found me. I wasn't looking for it. Mm. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for it. So around um, during the Obama administration, there was a big push for Black people um, to go into federal employment. Okay, right. And I had the unique experience right after I graduated college um, to get a job overseas in Japan on a military base. Wow. And so when I when I took that, there I was, you know, jumping into a culture that I knew nothing about. Like as a Texan, everyone's like, oh, you know, there's somehow the veteran population in your lineage. But for me, there was none. So I had to quickly learn the military culture, um, the language alone and their experience and just the the way they're trained and the way they think and the age that they're, you know, recruited was it, it was interesting for me. What I found was that as an outsider, so to speak, someone with no background in military culture and very little understanding, I was very well received Beautiful. because I kind of came in destigmatizing everything, really seeing them. I like to call it behind the uniform because yeah. and so they were like, oh, there's someone that I don't have to approach a certain way or speak a certain way to or think how's this going to affect my career if i tell them this everyone's going to know and it's going to go into my record so what i found was when i came into this space blindly it could have went really bad but it actually worked in my favor because they were like oh i can really talk to this person because they see me for who i am yeah and it's not going to go nowhere because they're basically ignorant you know to this culture (laughs) sort of of speak so and what i found was i learned a lot about a lot about masculinity and a lot about hiding your emotions and a lot about having to present present a certain way and mm-hmm. mask your true feelings and be uniform and subscribe to the culture that someone tells you you have to subscribe to and behave the way a person yeah. tells you you have to behave a certain way and to take the job and do the work and fit the narrative that someone tells you you have to fit. So <laughs> I I also, you know, a lot of them between the ages of 18 and 24. So there's a lot of identity formation happening. Oh, and yeah. That's a that's a that's a very young age to come in and say, "Here's your identity. 
take this and follow this. Um, I'm stripping you away from your family and telling you how to dress, where to work, how to work, when to show up, how to do it, how to talk, how to address people. And it does that, that ranking structure of mm -hmm. you treat this person this way because of this shirt they wear. You treat this person this way because of this shirt they wear. And so I was in there as a Trojan horse, just breaking everything. Just saying, <laughs> I was approaching them like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, what's your goal in life? And they were like, oh, well, I already do what I do. This is my job in the military. I was like, no, who are you? You know, and, they were, and just asking that simple question, who are you? It had a lot of impact with that culture. It had a oh, lot yeah. of impact with that population. It made them think, you know what? I am someone who can dream and who can decide who I want to be. So that experience taught me a lot and what's really brought me to, to empathy because military culture and social media culture almost work in and of the same. You know, it, we're telling each other that this is only acceptable if you do it this way. And mm. a lot of people have a lot of stories to tell that they're kind of just bottling inside, just waiting on someone to ask. Just the simple act of asking, you know, mm. has, has true impact. So, yeah, I, I love that question. And like I said at the beginning, I, I didn't choose this population. It chose me. And it was an amazing six year experience. I go that's back. Awesome. And no, that's awesome. Kudos to you for for doing that type of work. It's it was funny. I didn't I didn't know that you had that experience. I don't I don't think I told you this earlier, but I actually was in the military. What? Um, yeah, years ago. And so I, I I know a little bit about like you know the culture of what you're describing, like being very prescriptive, right? Especially when right. you're young, right? Like you 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 said the most like important thing I heard you say in that was identity formation. Right. Right. 18. Like, you, you know, you have no idea who you are. Not really. Right. I this is this. Is, you guys may disagree, but this is just my opinion because I'm 35. I think that you got to be kind of through your 20s almost <laughs> and you start to really figure out who you are. Yeah. And I think when you're in your 30s, you start to figure out like how you want to create that impact in your life and live more purposefully. Because yes. you understand like what drives you, what your values are, what you're motivated by. And you're ready yeah. to put things into action. Which is no disrespect to the eighteen-year-olds or nineteen-year-olds. You just yeah. you're going through your journey. No right? science. No science is back. Your frontal lobe is still developing. Like it's oh yeah, still of course, no, for sure. That's Especially what I'm saying, like, for us, science right? is back right, right now. That's what I'm saying. So you're not saying nothing crazy. Science is back. You like you're still yeah. like. I think it stopped developing around while twenty-five, Catherine. Right? There. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's especially for men. Especially yeah. Yeah. we we take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. We, we take a little bit longer. Not that that's a bad thing. We just it's it's our biology. It's okay. We're not doing anything wrong. But I think it's important, right? Like you're talking about that. And again, just the fact that you even did that type of work, that's beautiful, you know. Because yeah. again, talking about creating that space, and I'm going to hopefully this will bring you back into Catherine. But I'm going to segue to you, Zaire, because I want to talk about your platform now because we're talking about creating that space to be authentic, to be honest. And I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not very social media savvy in terms of I don't uh, how would I say it? I don't feel that I derive my value from social media because I predate social media. Mm -hmm. So like I know who I am outside of that ecosystem of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm -hmm. whatever other one you want to incorporate in there, because I grew up before it. Mm -hmm. Back when you went to the library, when you read books before the Internet. Um, but I understand for the younger generation, I have a lot of young male clients, some younger female as well. And I know that it's different for them. 
because it's yeah. more integrated into their life. They're doing a lot more comparisons than I probably was. Mm -hmm. And so I want to ask you, Zaya, what caused you or motivated you to want to create the platform Empathy? Um, before I always give good credit to Captain her story. I'll be telling oh, her story. Go ahead. Like her, her story is so dense and things like that. Like I said, the Japan story in the in the military. I wish you just dive into that more. I always try to tell her dive into that more because that's so it's such a unique experience, which was oh, absolutely do, she was able to accomplish and all that good stuff. So I always try to champion her to just share that more because I think it's, it's a phenomenal absolutely. story. And like always, as I always hear, it's always well received. So, oh, yeah. um, yeah, so I, I, just, I just had to just plug that. But yeah, for me, um, like I said, I think it was seven years ago, um, graduated Full Sail University with a bachelor's degree in digital art and design. <clears throat> and during my time in college, my four years there, I experienced early success, like very, very, very early success around 20, 20 like right from 20 to 21 to 22, 23, 24, yeah, 24, 25. Yes. So I experienced a good amount of early success. And to the point, like anything, whatever job, whatever field that you win, when you reach the, the what you believe the top of your field, you, you ask yourself, do I want to do this for another five to 10 years or I want to do something different? And right. for me, I wanted to do something different because the money success wasn't really feeding me. I don't. Like for me, just like you, um, RJ, I'm very purpose driven because I believe the two most important in, uh, moments in your life is when you're born and when, you, when you realize why you're born. And I was searching for why I'm here because I, right. I didn't believe I couldn't just accept just waking up, working for money and things like that. Just that cycle. Like, it's like, it got to be more to life than just that. So when right. my peers went left to go into the field of digital work, I decided to go right to find more purpose in my work. And during that one year journey, during that one year journey from 2014 to 2015, I hit a wall. And that wall was my family didn't understand. I'm jumping off the, the tradition. We are all black. We are black families. They, mm -hmm. you, you, you know what you need to do. Go to college, get that degree <laughs> and get a job up. They didn't understand Stability. what I was talking about. Purpose. It was like, what you talking about? What's this purpose you speaking of? What's this purpose you speaking of? Like, you better like do something with this, especially when you're on a high trajectory. I was on a high trajectory. Now, most people won't do what I did. I, I had a everything was good set. Like, I, I have a yeah. valuable skill set. And I just walked away from it just because. I don't know. I've just never been money motivated, driven. I always been like, if I like it, I'll do it for free and things. That's how I always. That's how I always was, and maybe that's how my yeah. mind was. And and like I said, maybe because I experienced, I got just like any any black people, we get our delayed gratification, all that good stuff. We get our gratification, but sometimes we get delayed. So I experienced. So I, for the most part, I did a lot of free stuff up to that point when I started getting my just do and things like that. When I started getting my just do, it just didn't really do nothing because I, I was used to doing it for free. So that's why when I got the, the monetary gain, it didn't really change nothing within me. It, was like, it didn't push me even more. Right. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's how I always try to tell people. I never try. I always try to tell people. Um, people always say money is to keep the happiness and things like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's not. I'm just saying. You get there yourself. So you see, figure out yourself. You get to the top, and then you'll see it's not there. For me, it's not, and things like that. Once you have it for yourself, I can't really tell people, "Oh, it's not." Nope. You go up there yourself. You'll see for yourself. You'll see. Yeah. So it's like you, once you get it, once you got all what you, because success is relevant. To everybody else, whatever you, whatever you, that is, you get. You will see it's it's not the key to happiness. You really got to have purpose to really just define something more beyond yourself, beyond just money. It's, it got to be more than just superficial stuff. So, 
after I told my 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 family that they looked at me crazy, that caused a bit of depression, anxiety, self-doubt, a lot of stuff, even to the point of suicidal thoughts, all that good stuff, just mm. because it was such a low point in my life because I didn't make bad decisions. I didn't make bad decisions. I, like even though I think I was sleeping at my sister house at the time in Florida, just because mm. um, after after I graduated, I was still trying to figure things out, and she saw me succeed. She saw my 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 rise, my four year journey, and she turned her back on me when I decided to switch. Now she decided else. to do something else different, and that's the that's the hardest thing because I think I, I think it's, I think that hurts more than failure. What hurts more than failure is when you realize the people who fought with you, and then when the, the ship is sinking, you realize you're going down board that boy by yourself. Now mm-hmm. everybody got their lifeboats, everybody's just moving on. That's the most hurtful. Screw the failure. Anybody can deal with failure. Who cares? Who cares yeah. about that? Who cares about the delay that can deal with that? Well, I can't deal with the people you thought was here for you, just leave mm-hmm. it. That hurts. That's another level of hurt. Yeah. You start you start re-examining all your, your whole circle, all the people around. Like, are you really here for me? And things mm-hmm. like that. And that caused a bit of paranoia in my future. Like things like that. I still deal with it. Hey, are you really here? And things like that. All that good stuff. Because I saw like, okay, when everything's good, people are here. You have a lot of like Proverbs mm-hmm. said, the rich man have many friends, the poor man have no friends. So <laughs> when everything go good, you have many friends. But when things go bad, you really go start who was really there for you. So correct. Um so when I had that moment, I was feeling how I felt. I went to express that online and I stopped myself because the unwritten rules on social media says if it's not perfect, it's not wonderful, it's not entertainment, don't post it. And I didn't. And I asked myself, like, why? Why? <laughs> like, why, yeah. why, why, why? Why did I do it? I'm sorry, like I said, I have conversations with myself. I, have, I, rec- I highly recommend everybody have healthy conversations <laughs> with yourself. Sometimes that'd be the best conversations you can have. Is with yeah. yourself at these like yeah. that. that like, that's that, that's called that's called reflection, sir. Yo, there you go. We, like, we should all be doing. Re- yes, I'm telling you though, they are especially a good one, man. No man, they very very life changing. <laughs> so yeah. I start asking myself like, why is that? Because life's a series of peaks and valleys. Like yeah. we're gonna do this for the rest of our lives till we yeah. die. These kinds of go up to down, up to down. So why are we only praising? Why is this only showing highlight reels of all the made shots mm-hmm. on social media and not the missed shots? And I mm-hmm. knew I, at the time I didn't have the data. It wasn't sustainable. I just knew from a human perspective because I'm like, no, you gotta, you can't hold all of this in. It's just like trash. If you leave trash in your house, yeah, the first day is not going to stink. The second day may not stink. The third day may not stink. But the fourth or fifth day is going to start stinking. All that good stuff because you haven't got rid of it. You got to put it somewhere. You have to take it out. So once again, we have to be able to express ourselves and things like that. It may, it gets, and sometimes it don't fix nothing, but, it, but it's a weight off our shoulder because we, we said it to someone and somebody and they were able to receive yeah. it. So I just yes. knew, I, I knew that the, the, the model current social media wasn't sustainable, just like McDonald's. You get, they still a, a crappy burger, but if you eat that crappy burger for 10 years, you're going to have health problems. So mm-hmm. same thing, we can look at social media today, even the data support my, my proof that even... Gen Z's, Gen Zers have an adverse effects towards social media, causing depression, anxiety, in a feeling of isolation, and we're the most connected generation in history, like right. in history. But we're the most disconnected emotionally, and that's when really empathy was born because I realized, okay, cool, we need to change. We need to change this problem. And for me personally, I told myself I wasn't going to have kids till I changed this because. The bullying I had back then, like I said, my story, I already know it's different now because the bully don't stop. The bully stop. The bully mm-hmm. used to stop at school. Now the bully from schooling, social media, it don't stop. And that can cause the 
it can cause suicide. It just doesn't stop. There's not no buffer at all. And yeah. I'm not, I, I can't even imagine what that is. I knew, I knew how it, it, it made, it, I knew it made me like, drove me to this very sad place and things like that. So it's just seeing from that point of view, like, dude, yeah. this has to change because this is not sustainable. And then I just, and then, and it's just like how are we not valuing each other as human beings and seeing each other as human beings. And we losing yeah. too much of that empathy. I think that's the point. We, we losing empathy in our culture. That's why I call it empathy because that's what it is. We I try to bring back empathy. I'm not trying to create kumbaya or empathy, but let's bring back balance because we're going down a dark, dark rabbit hole where there's no empathy. And mm, it's yes. just like we all act like we all got things together and we don't. <laughs> and I just wanted nah. to just train. I, I wanted to. I wanted to bridge the gap and just show people like the highs and the lows can coexist. They can coexist and they can be treated equally. You know why? Because all the part of the human experience, the rich mm-hmm. man and the poor man both feel happy and sad. Like we can't escape for this. That's our middle ground. Whether you black, red, white, whatever, that's our mm-hmm. middle grounds, our emotion, emotion. That's where we, we, we all can feel the same thing. So that's why I wanted that, that, that was my, my, my life purpose, my mission to create because it was just something deep within me. I know, I know, the, I know the power in being yourself. All, all, all the people we look up to, all the greatest people in the world we look up to, inspired by, there, there was no version of themselves. They, there was no version of anybody else. They was themselves. So Absolutely. I knew there was equity in being yourself and sharing your story and having your own story to share. So that's like the long version of why I created empathy no, and why I got important. half how I got half. And this was like, like I said, seven years ago. Yes, it's a huge topic right now. Mental health is a huge topic right now. But like I said, this I always say the seven years. I know I've been knew this. I've been saw this. I knew this wasn't sustainable at all. So yeah, yeah. That's it. No, that's awesome, man. Shout out to you for for having not only, I would say, the level of awareness. I think Mm -hmm. that's necessary to even want to go down that journey, but then the courage to, like you said, sort of forsake everything that I'm on this path. I have great stability. I have a great trajectory. My family likes it. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to go left. I'm going to go do this because I think this is better for me. I think this is going to create greater impact and I want to live a purposeful life. I think that that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. RJ, you gotta live yourself. You have of to live, you're waking up and living with of yourself. You, you, you gotta live these, these decisions. At the end of the day, no, you have to live with these decisions. So that's why it's like, yes, it's curved. At the same time, people have to understand when you make decisions because of other people, remember, you have to live with those decisions, whether they're good or bad. Absolutely. So hey, listen, I need to look, I need to look I at agree with you. Mirror. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, was, I agree I was, with you, man. That's that's why, like, I'm glad that, that like you mentioned earlier, I'm glad that there is more of a thoughtfulness and consideration around mental health. I'm hoping that, you know, Catherine, that you're going to be full with clients when, you know, you're ready to take them all on because (laughs) so many people need to gain that level of insight, right? They got to gain that level of awareness to say, why I'm, why am I making the decisions and the choices that I'm making? Absolutely. And I talk, that's why I talk a lot about our upbringing and our culture and our perspective, because in my experience, until you have that that time where you sit down and maybe somebody challenges your thinking, which is usually what therapy can help you to do. Not that you're wrong, but just to challenge you to think outside of the box, right? Absolutely. Like you were talking about externalizing your feelings mm-hmm. is I only see the world in one way. And my bias, everybody has a very strong internal and implicit bias. I agree. So, so we think that everything is right from our perspective. And, we, and when, when you talked about empathy, you know, like I wish I could have give you the biggest applause because we don't listen. We just we look at we make we all make these very quick snap judgments on each other based on um, headline, clip, thumbnail, picture, and we're like, oh, that's you. 
I got you pegged already. That's your situation. And I'm like, you know, again, I predate this stuff. So yeah. I don't, I always have had to learn to read deeper. I don't just read on a headline. I'm like, oh no. So what's the article say? Or yeah. some, everybody jumps on everybody because they saw this clip, of, they saw a minute clip of a video. What well, did you watch the whole thing? Exactly. What, what were they really talking about? What was the context? Right? I think about that. And that's to your point, I agree. To me, I, I would put that and qualify that under empathy because we're not giving each other the space to even dive a little deeper to really understand the totality of this lived experience of who this person is, why you are the way that you are. Even if I disagree with you, even if right. I don't share your viewpoint, right? Oh, can I not still try to learn from you and understand why you are the way that you are? Could that and not benefit think, us, right? And I think that's the problem. Just accepting each other point of views without malice. No malice. Yeah. See, because it's like we have malice in there. It's like, no, if a person can think this way, let a person think this way. Cool. If it's not harming nobody, things like that, there shouldn't be no malice, mm -hmm. things like that. You know, what we what you're experiencing there, a human being with their own perspective. Everybody have that, all that good stuff. Right. And like as Catherine even said before, like identity formation shaping on social media is happening right now. And if all yeah. we is uplifting is positivity 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 they're not gonna know what to do with these ne these negative emotions or these not negative mm. emotions these uh, your other sides of the emotions like what to do with these so let me just put a mask on because i don't know what to do with these let me just even though i'm sad i'm gonna, I'm gonna say i'm happy because this is what acceptable this is what the tribe said because it's like a, let's, let's be real human beings are tribal nobody's not trying to ruin the tribal vibes if, if it's if it's if it's positive vibes Wonderful stuff, fun. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to ruin it with their sadness. They're gonna put their mask on and say, "Okay, I'm I'm happy too," even when they're not happy because they're not trying to get kicked off the tribe. So it's right. just, I get why they do it. It's called peer pressure. Social pressure is real. Go back to my point. Why I don't I, I need to change this because I can't have I don't want my kids to deal with these social pressures. These are mm -hmm. yeah. let's call it what is social pressures. It's social pressures. This is why they they just like that's why I always look at the reason why I think empathy is so willing to work. It's a domino effect. Once we, it's no different than Airbnb and Uber. Those are some crazy wild ideals. I would have pitched that to you. Hey, jump in a stranger car and they're gonna take you somewhere. Or live in a stranger <laughs> right. house. All that good stuff. That's wow. But guess what? Got normalized. So, but right. once over we time. normalized right. the yeah, it got normalized over time. But once we normalize, okay, it's okay to have these emotions. We can focus on the real issues of life. Because I really think it was just balance things out because we realized, oh, snap. You know, so crazy, RJ or in this um, middle-aged white man got to share the same stories. Y'all have similar stories and things like that. Like, we we, we connect. We just not, we just don't, we're not sharing everything. It's all it's like, like I said, it's like basketball. We're just sharing, sharing the made shots. But we can share those missed shots. Jesus, mm -hmm. watch all the alignments we have. We realize, oh, snap, you've been through that too? Oh, you've been through that too? Oh, you overcame that? Oh, see, this is what I did to overcame it. Like, we can start passing information across, real information, because we yeah. all experience this thing called life, and we have we uh, we have our battles we won. We have we we have a, the battles I go through. We have the battles we conquer, and those same battles mm -hmm. we conquer can help somebody if we speak up. And But like I said, that's, that's and we see this on, and we see it. And we see this on social media all the time. Like they do what I'm saying, it just spread out. It's like people opening up, people expressing themselves, and then you can read the comments. Oh my gosh, I've been through that. Oh my gosh, I went through that same experience. It's on that. Sometimes you can read something like a TED Talk videos. It, ha it happens. Like it's happening. Oh, yeah. Whether it is people talk about from cancer, army vets, and things, it's happening all in the internet. It's just everywhere. And what uh, empathy? Okay, let's keep it all in one place and things like that. So Absolutely. all this openness, they understand. Let's put this place under one roof and let's let's see what that let's see what that looks like. 
we still don't know what a balanced social media looks like, where the highs and lows can both coexist. Not just the screams, not just not just the screams, just like okay, cool, straight mental health, or just not the screams, okay, straight funding. Okay, what a balance look like where both just exist, both can coexist. What does that look like? We don't know what it is because not, not it haven't been it haven't been created or it's not as or it haven't been established on a mainstream level. We don't even know what that looks like yet. I'm all like, okay, cool. That's worth failing. That's worth losing money. That's worth busting my ass because if it works, things change. Culture change. Yeah. Every, the whole paradigm change. So that's what drives me. That's what gives me the passion. That's what gives me the work. That what if it works? It changed. No, no, I, it changed no, stuff, I, it changed stuff for that. the better. No, you're, you're and guess right. What? And, and, and sometimes it's not the fix. It's like, okay, cool, this and that. No, sometimes us opening up, expressing ourselves, that can be the temporary fix. Kawhi, we got to the middle ground of accepting this is okay. And after we accept mm-hmm. this is okay, then we can bring out the solution, the therapy, the, the holistic solutions, whatever, whatever it may be. But let's get to this ground of acceptance. We all feel this way first. Once we get to that ground, because I, I always tell Catherine, we always, me and Catherine always say, once we hit the normalized, the normalized, uh, once we normalize the emotions, then the solutions can come. Then the solutions after because the solutions right here they exist they, already. The tools right. is here. The tools is here, but we're not using the tools because the stigma, the stigma on this stuff is bad. It's really very bad. It need to be rebranded. It needs to show. That's why when you go on empathy website, we don't demonize the press or anger, all that good stuff. No, we treat it. We try to recreate it. We try to recreate the look. Like yes, even the color theory. Because yes, they say, oh no, this color me this. No, we about to create our own colors and things like that. So everything got to mm-hmm. get rebranded so people can accept it. It's all about. It's a branding issue right now. It's a branded, no, branded abs- issue. That's when, and, and that's why I see. I'm sorry for the long soliloquy of Kanye rant, but no, yes, no, no, so no. Listen, no. We we want we want to hear the passion, man. You you <laughs> creating this? I get it. Listen, if oh. you trust me, if if we if you hit certain buzzwords in this conversation, I'm gonna go off because I get on my soapbox yeah. moments as well because I understand yeah. a lot of what you're talking about, like the level of yeah. expression and the vulnerability that we need to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's paramount. And even when I look on social media, this is why I was trying to make the point about why I see myself outside of it. It's because I feel like yeah. I more critically observe and evaluate social media because I don't get my validation and value from it, right? I put this stuff yeah. out there because I know that it's a value. I don't yeah. care if anybody yeah. else says it. I know people yeah. will see that because I do that type of work. But yeah. I'm 35. I'm not 15. I'm not 17. Indeed. I'm not 20, right? right? So I, I didn't grow up in that. So I understand there's much more attachment to, well, if I don't get these amount of likes, then it makes me feel bad. Mm. Or if people start giving me bad comments, then it makes me feel bad. It's bad bad out here, RJ. Right? It could sink you. And I know because because I've had these stories. I'll tell you like a very quick story, and then Catherine, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had a client um, some years ago. She was 13, 13 13-year-old black female. And one of the craziest things she said to me at that time, I was like, I was actually in grad school. I was like finishing grad school at that time. And she was telling me how she um she would always have her phone on, even in the middle of the night. She had to have her notifications on. And it could be like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and she she could somehow see her screen or hear the the tone. And then she would wake up. She was like, I have to answer, I have to respond. I was like, why? She's like, Well, you know, because then what if they don't see or what if they think I'm uh, ignoring them or what if they think that like they're not important? I'm like, Well, hold on. What about you preserving your routine? What about your health? I'm sure if they if they know you guys have a good relationship that they mm-hmm. will be patient and they'll know that you'll respond to them when you wake up. I'm mm-hmm. thinking more about you. But it was the, the reason why I share that was the level of control that we talk about, right? Or perhaps influence. I usually like the word influence because we I think we sometimes use control. We overuse that word. Yeah. The level of influence that social media can have on a young mind 
and kind of sucking you in. And so that becomes your worldview. Like, I don't know who I am outside of this sphere. Right. And then to me, that goes back to identity. So I'm using that as a segue back to you, Catherine. Okay. So social work back on the mental health side, you doing this work. So I would like if you, if you can sort of share a little bit about why you wanted to go into that field specifically, especially given your background yeah. and then how you found yourself connected to Mr. Zaire and, and getting into involved with empathy. Great question, RJ. Um, and to be honest, I I had the father who cared so much about me as his only child okay. um, and female child born mm. in his 40s. So I had that level of love and care from my father that said, you will be great. You will be educated. You will know how to function in society. You will be able to take care of yourself. Beautiful. And But one thing that I believe he did great was that he noticed my strengths. And he always saw that I was an advocate. He always saw Catherine's always pulling her resources, giving her stuff away, trying to help people win. Um, and so he noticed that. And he told me, you will go to law school. You will be an attorney. And I'm not going to say he was wrong. And I'm also <laughs> not going to say he was right. Because um, there was a part of me that I was like, no, I want to help people. And he was like, no, you're going to be an attorney because, you know, an attorney is going to sit my daughter where I want her to be. And I can say she's this and she can affect this change. And, right. you know, this is what I see for you. And, and I love that about him. I, so I hear knows I talk boldly about my father and his and his level of care and love that he sh that he showed me through his influence and I was like you know say influence <laughs> um, and so I when I went to college right after high school I I did choose to get my BSW I did choose to go into social work and it was after the first semester I said and I uh, I have to eat these words, right? But I said at the age of 18, those people aren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. They're just sitting back and applying band-aids, you know, to real problems and they're not advocating real change. Right. I'm going to go to law school. That's what I told myself. Um, and so I was in this weird place of balancing the two components. Right. And I stuck out one more class, RJ, and they introduced us to macro social work. And I believe that that's where I figured out that, um, and I tell people all the time, I don't identify as an entrepreneur, but I do identify as an innovator and a problem solver. Yeah. And I felt like social work just wasn't doing that for me originally. But once they introduced that concept of, you know, the macro level of social work, I realized this is where I exist. Catherine exists in the cloud. She is a floating balloon. She's always thinking of, I see the people on the ground, mm -hmm. but how can we help everyone from the aerial view? And so, but it took me 10 years to get there. So I took a Fair full enough. 10 year circle. I switched my major. I got in government. I got a job as a paralegal. I went into the law. I worked in California for this huge firm. And I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I, I, this is, I never, if I never work for another attorney again in my life, like, I'll be all right, you know? Um, and so that put me right smack in trial 
in the boardroom. I was basically the managing mind of the attorney that I worked for because they 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 just want to practice law. They don't want to be a manager. Um, and so that's what I took on that role of managing, you know, their practice in the law and getting them ready for trial. And I was like, I hate this. These people aren't doing anything either. They ain't even giving out band-aids. Like, <laughs> so, and so I that's when I took that job in Japan. I graduated with my degree in government. I took that job in Japan. I if you ask me, I was doing social work out there and didn't even know it. And I and I ended up working with social workers and clinicians. Um and counselors while I was there. I worked in the uh, family support center where people were coming in for all type of services. And so that's where I got introduced to the services and the, the, the world view that social work is, all the different mm -hmm. roles that are inside of it, all the ways people practice, all the things that they do, all the connectors, how the connectors connect. And that's where I said, oh, wow, social work is so much more than I ever thought it was. And so that was the six years and then the four years and then COVID hit, um, my divorce happened, my child was born in Japan and I was like, this is it, Catherine, you're gonna go back, you're gonna, you're gonna run this 10 year lap, you're going to get the license and you're going to do the work and you're gonna do it the way you wanna do it. You don't have to subscribe to the narrative. I tell Zaira all the time, I struggle with reading the textbook. I struggle with the textbook telling me how to treat humans like humans. Then I struggle with you know, the barriers of like, oh, we don't take Medicare and Medicaid. And what I hear you saying is, you don't take low income minorities here, you know? And it's just, I struggle with all of those, with all those criticisms of this profession, but I also know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And so I've decided early on that my I, I'm gonna follow my life's purpose. And my life's purpose is simple. It's I'm on a mission to influ influence humanity, to treat people like people. Mm -hmm. And if if you notice the mirror of empathy so well, and I want to I want to be an innovator in my field. I want to push this field to move forward past the the licensing and the rules and the oh we you know we don't do that tech thing. You got to come find us, and you got to be able to afford us, and you got to come sit and talk to us. And so I just I saw the accessibility. And, and the revolutionary structure of, you know, all these mental health tech companies, which I have my criticisms of them too, sure. but I saw the accessibility that they were able to have and the barriers they were able to break because everyone has a phone. Right. But everyone doesn't have insurance and a good job to pay for, you know, clinical right. services or even the access or the know-how or the willingness. But we are on our phones. And so when I saw Empathy and when I, and when I met Zaire, I just felt... I've always belonged in the social work playground, but now I found my sandbox. Now I saw, you know what, I can take my skills in understanding human behavior and bring that to tech in a special way where I'm able to, to help, you know, people who are in this space like Zaire with the passion and the mission that mirrors social work's passion and mission of reaching people, you know, and connecting them to humans right. uh, and their, their lived experience and their life stories. 
um, and be able to bring that to social media in such a way. I'm also in my 30s. I'm 31. And so you're right. There is a life before social media. But I also realize that now they are who, who are reaching our kids. Marketing and tech. Yep is who are reaching our children and they're getting them early, early, early. Like just yesterday, my five-year-old asked me, mom, do I have to be beautiful all the time? And it was a gut punch, you know, in my stomach. And I just remember telling her, you know, beauty is not what you look like, it's who you are. And I always imagine parenting my female child of me giving her her influence and telling right. her who she is and telling her that the way she is, is is the way she's supposed to be and no one or no outside voices are supposed to come in and, and, and you know, um, deter that. But I also realize that Instagram is waiting to tell her a very different oh, yeah. story. And so empathy's mission and vision um, just mirrors my life's purpose and and teaching people how to treat people like people. And the tech side of that speaks to my innovation and problem solving narrative where I want to be a social worker, but mm -hmm. I want to do it the way it feels right for me. Absolutely. Um, and I also have a child that I don't want influenced by the current structure, structure of social media. I don't want her on social media comparing her ordinary life, her natural hair, her natural body, her life experiences to people's who are who are on there to monetize and influence and entertain. Yes. I, I don't want that. You know, I, I call I call the comparison part of social media socially transmitted disease. <laughs> and, and I realize that there's no fix for that right now. And I just believe right. that has has found it. I do I believe in this mission and, and I believe that it can infect and advocate, you know, real change in this space so that our children and the people who are going to grow up with this and the people who are growing up with this can see something outside of what social media is telling them and what it's teaching yeah. them, how they can interact with it. But I also believe that tech needs us, tech needs mental health clinicians and people in this field. And we also need tech to yes. increase our accessibility. And so it's a marriage that I believe that can happen and empathy is the avenue that I believe I fit in to help push that narrative forward. That's beautiful, man. Kudos to you. And thank you so much for the sharing, like everything that you said there, especially the parenting side. Like you were really speaking to me when you were saying that. My son's 11. Mm. And so like I just gave him his first cell phone for his birthday. I was very, very hesitant. But... <sighs> you know, it comes with the times, but to your point about the social media though, like I, I think about that a lot. Cause again, I've had, I've had my fair share of young clients and talking to the parents about the influences. One thing I, I want to say, I want to touch on to your point about the influences with your daughter. Mm -hmm. The reason why I use the term influence, this is like sort of in my time in therapy, that's sort of how I synthesize what I believe parents do to children. Mm -hmm. I think we miss, we miss, that's why I caught myself in terms of control. I think we see it as control and then we get upset when the child gets older and they stop listening to you. I'm like, that's because <laughs> you, ne you, you never had control in the first place. We only, we only ever can control us. <sighs> we don't control anybody else, including your child. We don't control. Yeah, you don't. And the reason why is because it's like we have this tug of war, right? When they get like, like my son's going, he's in sixth grade now, you know, right beginning of adolescence, right? This is where 
we started doing this back and forth. Yeah. Before you listen to everything, probably without even a second question or a doubt. Yeah. Then your friends start getting in your ear. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, maybe I don't need to listen to dad or maybe I don't need to listen to mom. It's not necessarily because they're bad kids. It's just the natural course of development, right? Of, of human development. But then that was normal, right? That's what we were used to. Then you add in social media. So why does that make that more challenging? Because you just increase that pool of influence. Absolutely. Now you got all these other people, like Zaire was talking about earlier. Now you got these people in other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So first, excuse me. First, the other parts of the city, mm -hmm. then the other parts of the state, then the other parts of your country, and then other parts of the world. Absolutely. So all that comparison is going on. And if you, when we were talking about identity earlier, if you don't feel rooted in yourself, you're like, maybe I am less than. Right. Zaire's having like a. He looks like his life is awesome. Oh, man. My life seems like it's create ungratefulness. It creates right? ungratefulness. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as conscious of, or I'm not, a, I'm, I don't have gratitude. It's right. hard to appreciate the things that I have because I'm like, well, but, but they have that shit. Am I supposed to have that? Right. Or they look like that. Am I supposed yeah. to look like that? Like I'm trying to figure all these things out, right? But the problem is, but I'm comparing to all these other people, so it's really hard to formulate my opinion, being solid in who I think I am. And then as you get older, you know, that only gets more challenged because then you go middle school, you go high school, there's more comparisons going on and you have uh, hormones flowing and, you know, all those types of conversations. So right. it can be increasingly challenging. So I think so much, again, to you guys' point about the platform, that's what resonated with me. Like, just so you guys know, like, that's why when I read that, I was like, man, I think that's a beautiful sentiment mm -hmm. because as somebody who is raising a young one and hopes to have some more in the future, um, I do, I do worry. I do look at those things out there and because I have to see the side effects because of my profession, Kat, I'm sure you've seen your fair share and, and yeah. will. Um, it does cause concern because you see how their minds can get can get warped, not because social media is evil, but right. because, because sometimes when you're getting inundated and bombarded with so much and you don't know how to differentiate, you don't know how to critically evaluate this from this. It all seems the same. Right. You just get flooded with all this information and flooded all that content. You're like, Dang, I I guess that's what it is. And right. It, it can really, you know, it can really misshaping you. I, I think for the future. Sorry, did you want to step? Yes, yeah, can I step in right there? Because you said sure. you don't think it's evil. I think so. No, they know what they're doing. Like I said, uh, I think before your last story um, about the girl who had her notifications on her. That's the dopamine mm -hmm. effect. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a dopamine effect. Like where they 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 have the same triggers if it, if it was like real like drugs all that good stuff. That's how they got like. These we gotta understand this when you just have tech alone and just have people look at the analytics, the retention, right, how that right. get back them on back on the platform. Like there's not the problem is they'll have people like y'all in tech. Y'all people who in to do mental mental the mental health professionals, the therapists, they have to be in tech. They have to in order so you can create responsible tech. When you mm -hmm. leave them out, and leave it up to the to, to smart people and the brains, it's just who only care about the numbers. You're gonna Correct. screw a lot. Yes, you're gonna game um that you you gonna game, like I said, they billion dollar company, so they're doing something right but at, at the cost of people wellness, and that's yes. what's happening. That's what happens because that no one's not telling them to stop. There's no RJ, there's no Catherine say, Hey, we should rethink this. This is like okay, I get the profit, but do we need to make this much profit for the like we screwing people up and things Facts. like that? There's nobody not telling them that Facts. It's like, that's why I take pride in. I need to have Catherine with me side by side because that yes, I'm the vision, but she's 
here to balance it out because let them know like right. it's a mental health professional behind this to make sure the alignment is cool so we we not create another Facebook or Instagram and things like that. I think that's the problem. Now there's no mental health professionals in these texts. They just hired people not to code, develop, market, brand. That's it. Screw the wellness, all profit. And it's just like right. when you're looking at the side effect, it's causing a lot of damage. And that's the reason why I attack social media because once again, Catherine said it like it's practical. Everybody have a phone. Everybody mm -hmm. have a phone. Like so, it's, so it's the most accessible. So it's like you have to attack the core problem. Like we just can't just delete social media. I, I knew that wasn't a problem. No, no, we just can't detox, delete. No, the core have to change. Like it mm -hmm. have to change. No, like it's not. No offense, RJ. There's no amount of therapy. No amount of uh, uh, meditation, no matter nothing, if you're going back to the same problem, it's like it's, it's like me. Okay, cool. I'm about, to eat, I'm, about, I'm about to be a vegan for three weeks, but if I go back to <laughs> so if I go back to uh, social media to start going, like it's like you, you okay, that's the three weeks you was clean, but then you go go back to the same problem. Like you need to yeah, clean you get up the sucked source, back in. the source, yeah. So it's the core, the core, the core. So that's why I'm all like, okay, it's cool, get off, delete, cool, but that's not the that's that's not the that's not the that, that's the band that's not the solution. So like you have Absolutely. to create the core, and that's why we. That's why at empathy when you try to trailblaze a new new um alley. Because one thing I do know, they build out the companies now, they're not about to change. Like me, dollars not gonna change. They're making billions. We suck, we we, yeah, we, we sucked in it. Our family uh our families on it. We, we built equity on it. It's kind of hard for us to get off. So the only core reason, the only reason is to create trailblaze a whole new um um tra uh, trailblaze a whole new avenue to to, to another version of social media. Some, some people haven't even asked or probably even thought of, but I guarantee mm -hmm. once they see it, they go like, you know what? I need this. Like, oh, no, no different than sure. airplanes, no different than cars. Nobody asked for this stuff. Once they saw it, oh, I see this usually. No one wasn't thinking about this stuff. Usually only one person or two people was thinking at the, at the time. They saw something more of it. So I, that's how I look at empathy. Yes, nobody not calling for it all that good, so they don't know what it is yet. But once they see it, they're like, you know they what? Will. I think this is balanced for me. Yeah. No, 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 they will. So, and to your point, and I agree, when, when I was making that point, I was speaking more from, like, to give you my example, like, the, I'll give you, like, yeah. my parenting example, right? Mm -hmm. So my son's not going to be allowed to be on social media, probably until he's, like, 17, something like Good that. Good for you, man. Um, Good for I mean, you. I can I control his phone, so, like, I do control that. So oh, he, can't down, you, he, can't, he can't download nothing without me. So oh, I, have to prove, I, have, I have to prove everything. So that's what I meant. Like, I think that's where yeah. parents have to have to step in, like, I, cause I can see the, to the point about the example I brought up with the young lady, I can see yeah. the the effect of that. There's no way, especially with the work that I do, there's no way in hell I'm going to let my son put himself in that scenario that then I have to then work yeah. to deprogram later. That doesn't make oh, any sense. Lord. Why would I want to do that? So, Absolutely. however, however, if a platform like you guys exist, then that might yeah. be something I might be more encouraged because what I, what yeah. I will say again, being sort of, I was a late adopter to social media. That's why I'm, I'm yeah. saying things the way that I am. I wasn't like, I didn't jump into anything right off the bat. I'm mm -hmm. very late. Like Instagram and TikTok. I'm, I'm like just right now this year. <laughs> yeah. 35. Oh, good for so, you, man. So good the for reason you. why I say that is because again, I can take it or leave it. I, I yeah. don't, I, all I see is the ability to spread the message, the ability to connect to people that you otherwise would not, but see, I'm also an you, adult, you an adult man. Right. Yes. So yeah, you ahead, understand it's a tool. You understand it's a tool. Yes, you say exactly. you're about to go. You use it for a specific route. That's all. Once you look, like I said, I'm not the big social media. I understand it's a tool, a good marketing tool. It's like a phenomenal marketing tool. That's right. it. That's all. All I, I know is not for well-being. I know, like, at the same time, I still have my struggles. That's why I understand. Man, yes, keep your child away from me, all that good stuff. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I it's, am. It's, no, trust me. no, it's very efficient. No, it's very, very. It's very, very efficient. It do. It's so 
like I can it hits it do such a great job. Like they they oh, knock yeah. down the psychology behind screwing people up to the science. They I believe do it, it so so well. Now, I believe it. The, 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 the hooks get in quick. Yeah, right? and, 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 oh, and it's hard it's hard to make those to make those switches. Ooh. But I agree with you. Like the only thing I I took away from it because I you know I've obviously listened to so many people and tell their stories. So when you talked yeah. about isolation, right? This is like a a, yeah. a strange catch twenty two I've heard. <laughs> Yeah, because because sometimes I've heard clients tell me or people tell me that they they truly do utilize the community that they can gain, but mm-hmm. but like you were touching on, you got to be very intentional about who you follow, the content that you subscribe to. Like, let's say for example, you want to lose weight, or you want to develop a community around gaming, whatever that may be, or maybe about a specific game, and you're usually on your own. You're usually by yourself in your room alone, right? Me being sort of old school, I would want you to like be out and about, meet people organically, have conversations, right? But I also understand that that's not the world that we live in only anymore. That can be a a tool, as you said, and I agree, a tool to leverage to help you to foster that sense of community. But you have to be intentional. You can't be following everybody and everything because that can give you that fear of missing out or that fear of being isolated or being alone or just get caught in that sort of comparison paradox. I don't subscribe to any of that, but some of my younger clients or some people that I, you know, that I've known, they'll be like, Hey, that's what I use it for. I use it for a fitness community. Like those of us that are like, I'm trying to like handstand or I'm getting into yoga or, and I'm a Mm -hmm. teacher, right? Like, Oh, okay. That's beautiful. Like that totally makes sense. But we're talking about a lot of them being the young ones when they really have no idea who they are or what they want and what they desire. And you warp their whole reality of what, you know, from where they would normally be at. That is where I have a problem. That's right. why I think as parents, we have to step in and be very clear about the expectations of what those platforms do. Right. And if you don't like them, uh, certainly please don't let them engage with it until they're of age. Absolutely. And I, Sorry. And I remember. Yeah, and no, and, no, 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 no. That's fine. You, you said beautiful stuff. Like, I, I, it's almost like we, we, call, we all can recall this problem. Like, I wasn't the richest family growing up. I think my, we were a bit middle class and things like that. But I did recognize when I was around. People have more than us. I recognize that. Like, oh, that's how I felt. I was, oh, that's how I realized. Oh, it's a class. It's different classes and things like that. Sure. Classism. Uh, that, that, that's when I finally realized that. But it was such quick. I, I did. It was like, okay, cool, on off. But now social media is constantly. You constantly yeah. realizing. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it oh. Every, absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. Like your your emotions, your communication, even your relationships. Like even dating culture. Social media comes in and shapes every part of our understanding of life. Yeah. People feel as if access is not even a real thing in you anymore. It's like, oh, oh I yeah. can just DM anybody, which means I have access to anybody. Yeah. And I'm only learning how to communicate through texting. And oh, so going oh. out and actually talking to someone and formulating <laughs> complete sentences <laughs> and having the opportunity to respond to someone on the spot organically oh, is not even a life skill that we have anymore because, oh, wait mm-hmm. a minute, I got to think about what I'm going to write or I got to copy and paste a musician's quote which aren't even my words, which means I'm going to spend 15 minutes finding someone else's words to express how right. I feel, forgetting that I have my own words 
to express how I feel. It's very damaging for that to be happening in your identity formation phase or even your adolescence or your teenage years where you're really struggling with communicating Mm -hmm. and you're learning how to do it through and by social media. It's it damages so many different life skills that are very hard it's very hard to learn life skills when they're supposed to be learned. Period. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Think, things are happening out of order. Absolutely, <laughs> everything is happening in right, out of right order now. for no, a process that was already hard to navigate. And you're yeah. right. As a parent, I'm just thinking, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to fix something that? Is so at this point, social media, like Zaire always says, is still a, still in its infancy stages. We don't even know the true adverse effects that are going to come from people who were born with social media. They haven't even really reached full adulthood yet. No. For us to see how adults are shaped when they were born with phones and social media. It hasn't oh, even yeah. happened yet. It's still unfolding. No, t- that's t- that's definitely a fair point. One thing I would say to what you were saying, because the reason I started laughing, because I'm like, man, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said that. Communication, right? You were touching yeah. communication, and I don't know. I don't know if you would agree. Let me ask you, Catherine, if you would yeah. agree. Would you say that within the sphere of the different people that you work with, right? I'm asking you on the clinical side. Okay. Would you say that for a lot of the people that you work with, do you find that a lot of the issues that exist, if, if, if it's an individual, if it's about a family member, if it's about a couple, boils down to communication or lack thereof? Absolutely. Okay. 1,000%. I, I was hoping you're going to say that because I was going to say that's absolutely what I see like 99% <laughs> of the time. There's miscommunication, there's lack of it, and then there's sometimes the inability to be able to know how to do it. Right. right? We, we know that men and women communicate differently. Right. Which is not like there's one way that's right or wrong. It's just that we're different. But to your point about like the texting and stuff, right? I have friends. I laugh. I have friends that are only like three or four years younger than three or four years younger than me, and I've seen the struggle. Like I've had to call them out. I'm like, listen, it's really hard to communicate with like men. Like it's really hard to communicate with you because like a you're not always attentive. Like you take a really long time to respond. Or sometimes like it's it's hard to not misread what you're texting because there's no intonation, there's no pitch. All I can go off is what I read. And so it's easy to misconstrue what yeah. somebody's trying to say. And going back to your point, it's like we completely like eliminated to a certain degree those soft skills. Right. The ability to sit in front of somebody and express and articulate your viewpoints, whatever they may be, even if they're not fully formed here. But if we do everything online, which again, I'm not opposed to certain things we need to learn, like internet etiquette, things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't sit down in front of somebody and like, and genuinely engage like we're doing right now, that to me is extremely concerning. That is the way we did it for all this time prior <laughs> to like the internet age. You didn't have the ability, right? right. You were excited to just be on a cell phone right? or or, uh, or have decent internet that did, you didn't get kicked off as soon as somebody uh, answered the phone and you're like, oh crap. Like that's where I came from. But now we're in this age where it's like, man, everything is is built on that. Right. And so I, I see some of those side effects from the clinical lens. And mm-hmm. then when you talk about relationship building, it's like, no wonder there's problems in relationships because we don't even know how to communicate appropriately. So how are you mm-hmm. going to maintain a relationship with anybody? Not even talking about males and fem- females. I'm talking about 
daughter to son, daughter, right. sorry, uh, father to daughter, father to son, mother to daughter, mother to son, grandma, grandpa. We can't even do that because right. there's also uh, generational gaps right. on top of that. Because, you know, some people are even more uh, removed from technology, the internet, all of that. So I just really wanted to emphasize that point that you were touching on because I think it's so important. So many of us don't really get to practice those skills in the way that we probably should be to help um, strengthen th that that area. I would hope, I don't know if Zaire, if this is something that you guys build into the platform or I don't even know if this is something that you can touch on, but do you think that any part of like the way people will in interact on empathy will be a little bit closer to how actual in real life physical interaction would be as opposed to you know how it is now on the other I was, I was just I was just about to um, comment on that um okay. what you just said because you said a lot of good points and Captain you made you made some got good points as well like you said, oh damn you said so many good things one thing I call I'm summing it up like people losing their voices people mm -hmm. are losing their voices instead of like usually like in a way we're growing up we got to try to find our voice you lose your voice on social media you don't know what is your voice because now you just say okay which is the most trendiest which we got the most light i'll follow that this what's the most popular and things like that so you really don't have a you never find yourself you're just following what's hot and you're just always following the wave and never finding who you are so you saying losing your voice and like you said copy and pasting like dude that was it, it touched me and then even to the um what you said with, with communication and what were, mm -hmm. what what resonate within me when you said like, like texting is the biggest like, form of miscommunication like you yeah. can say it's so many things you, you're just missing all that good stuff and that's why now oh my god I, I, before we move on i'm gonna touch on this topic get these <laughs> asking the question yes, but sir. yes um empathy was like that, that's empathy folks you only can share you you can share content two ways of empathy is video via video or audio why because okay. it's that immersion all that gets to recreate the human experience you can you only can share it up to you only can share up to two minute clips of video or audio why because people short short attention span all that good stuff i think two minutes right. is good enough to get get your story off whether it's good or good or bad or whatever all that good stuff so yes um uh we try to we try to we create enough human elements on empathy like for for example to make friends on empathy i mean to make to make friends on empathy you have to communicate with one another there's no add button. There's no follow button. I do right, it right. through communication, just like in real life. Communicate. You have to talk to one another and things mm -hmm. like that. That's how you build friendships. That's how you build friendships in real life. So I try to. I try to. Okay, cool. How can I take real life and apply it to online? That's the whole thing. That's all I'm trying to do. A digital version of online that feel a little bit more real. All that Love good that. stuff. So we can have those human skills again and things like that. To like I said, to be able to self-express and you know to mm -hmm. have these conversations because. Like I said, it gets to the point. Like I said, that that and there's no likes button or or, or empathy. All that because no likes, okay. no views. One the reason why, no no the reason why no there's no likes is because that's another way of not communicating. Like no, remove that. If you want to say what you got to say, write it or express it and things like that. Express yourself. All that because we need. Like I said, need more conversation, more conversation, more conversation need to be had. The reason why we have these issues is too much likes, it's too much sharing, and not just not enough people talking and shit, sharing their thought. Thought we need to have more. Discourse. There you go. We need to work healthy discourse. And things right. like that and an ability to have empathy within it that's why on empathy like we have a zero tolerance for trolls online bullying all that good stuff like we want empathy we try to build an empathetic uh, platform platform we can have different views and still have empathy like if you have nothing good to say don't say it if you have yeah. to if, if you, if you that's, why, that, 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 that's why it's just like 
That's why we're not trying to replace Facebook. We're not trying to replace Instagram. Okay, you, if you want to troll and be online, go there. Go over there. But be, <laughs> go over there. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you not. You, I'm saying you don't have to do it, but you you're not gonna do it here. Like it's Correct. better platforms where you just can't be you, say your thoughts, all that good stuff. There's no consequences. Uh, empathy is consequence. You troll one time. You're banned for life. You're banned for life. I mean, you need a whole other phone to download empathy. You just can't re-download it, all that good stuff. Why? Because I understand if a person share it because how I look at empathy, there's gonna be three tiers of people. Three tiers of people. That's how I break it down. That's how we always break it down. Three tiers of people. Your mm -hmm. first tier of people, your first tier of people who already self-expressed, who already open, maybe like you, maybe like myself, maybe like Catherine, all that good stuff. They open up, they yeah. share their story, they own it, who they are, all that good stuff. Cool. And when they do that, they see, oh, they, they get they getting good engagement from that. People talking to them, people relating, all that good stuff. People content, like you said earlier, people was reaching out to you and things like that, just based off the the like the based off the content that you're putting out. Right. And right. Then you have your tier two people. Tier two people are just on the fence. They want to get on, but they don't want to get on. Like they, they want to share. They, they, they want to share, but they don't want to share all that good stuff. They, they just watching all that good stuff, but they, they but, but they want to. But they, they but they looking at tier one group of people. Wow, they get all of this engagement just by sharing their stories. They think themselves, I got stories too. I'm about to share mine. So all that good stuff. So they get on board. <laughs> right. Get on board. Share their stuff. And then you have your tier number three. Tier number three groups of people who don't want to share at all. They take these stories to the grave. They're not with this. They're not about it. All that good. They're not for that life. But they see tier one, tier two, sharing openly, getting all of this good engagement. And they say, you know, what the hell? I'm about to share my story. But if that one person, they finally, they got, got the guts and share their story. Now one person troll or do something crazy and cause them to feel, they finally shared their story. And, and, and they had a poor experience because somebody else wouldn't be a troll or say something crazy, things like that. That person may never share it again because it took them it took them for a lot for, just for them to share it. So mm -hmm. that's why that's why the punishment is so harsh. Like you banned for life it's just because your one action could cost them to never share again. I knew I should never share this. this I knew I should have kept this to myself. I knew nobody would understand me. You feed into a, they, these thoughts they already had. You just confirmed yeah. it. So it's just like, yeah, it's that we take it that seriously. Like it's really low zero tolerance. I mean, we tell people right away, hey, if you want to screw up, you get banned. All that good stuff. So that's how serious we have it on, just because, um, like, these stories we have, these are babies. Like, yes, it's easy to share the highs, but those these low moments, this this is a whole new territory. We mm -hmm. got to just see how this. Like, it, 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 it's gonna take a lot of empathy and understanding, and just accept that. Okay, cool, and, and, and don't judge. Like, one thing I, I hate: don't grow, 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 have all this growth, and start judging people when you was once at. You was once there. You just grew. Correct. Congratulations. Ooh, you were just you, yeah, you, you just elevated. You just elevated. Don't start looking down on people who was once where you was at. Show yeah. empathy. Have understanding. Give insight and things like that. So it's that as well, like having this empathy on this platform because we all had struggle moments. We all can relate to the struggle. Like human yes. life, we all, we all battle through something. We all struggling through something. So we can understand, okay, yours may be here. Mine's maybe here, yours may be here. It's still stay, it's, it's it's still struggle. It's just in different areas. It's just having that empathy Absolutely. towards that. So that's that's how that that's where the ability of people will be able to be more open once people say, because I'm all about okay, once people see you can be yourself and there's no judging, people just treating that like this is all about the human experience. We are good. As long as it's all under the human experience, we are good. Can, can that like and can that openness cause like side effects down the road yes I, i'm not i'm not going to say empathy could be 100 foolproof at all right. empathy not going to have it, it's going to be we may we we, we may have our the uh 
our, our experiences of like people taking it too far, all that good stuff. We may have to adjust in there, but it's like, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I don't look at empathy as the perfect solution. I look at empathy as a big step in the right direction. That's it. Right. And we just progress from there. All that good stuff. So that's all I can. That's why I, I just always try to preference there. Like empathy is not the end all be all solution. Sure. It's not the. Sure. It's not the. I always try to tell people you want empathy. We're not trying to make you happy. Mm-hmm. The goal is not trying to make you happy. The goal is just to show you it's okay to be human. That's all you would get from yeah. empathy. You will see. Oh, it's okay to be okay. It's okay not to be okay here. Oh, awesome. That's all you would get from empathy. There's no. We're not trying to fix you. We're not trying to medicate you. We're not trying to say no. We try to say this is this is the human platform. I, I, I empathy yeah. is part of the human app. So. Sorry for that long soliloquy, but I just have to no, 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 no. the whole platform of what Very we needed. do and yeah, what we do. And like I said, there's no filters on empathy as well. Like there's no none of that. We just come as ourselves. Or there's that's, no blue checks either. Like it's always try to just create this equal. Like if you want, if you want this hierarchy, go to Instagram. If you want this, like go yeah. to Instagram. If you want this hierarchy, the superiority, go to these other platforms. Like and I'm, I'm, empathy, I'm, less, I'm less than type deal. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We go <laughs> empathy. Everybody's the same. That's it. We're just human. If you, yeah. if you feel if you feel comfortable, uncomfortable, but being equal to the rest of everybody, go to somewhere else. So you had your superiority and things like that and vanity. But uh, empathy, we all can be equal. There will be no separation. We're all here the same. We're all human beings. And I think we yeah. need that because that's the middle ground. That's the middle Agreed. ground. The reason why we do this stuff so much, the reason why we chase after money, the reason why we follow these trends and things like that. Like, yes, most people, like, they want, want a better life. But for other people, they just want to be accepted. That's it. If people just can be accepted off their base level, like they won't go up this stuff. They can, if people just can get, can we all want to be loved, heard, and accepted? That's it. And we can get that at the base level. We are not striving for all, not, not everybody's striving for after this wealth, success, and things like that because we got what we want. Right. We got our human needs. Because I always say empathy was built off of three human principles. If you take away money, if you take away money, success, accolades, money, success, accolades, anything that you call life itself. That, like, that, that we call we call, like the human things that we call life itself. All we had left is emotion, stories, and community. Those three mm-hmm. principles are what empathy built off of. Those those three things what got us here. We didn't have all of this stuff like a thousand years ago. We didn't have none of this stuff. All we had was our emotions, our stories, and the community. That's all we had, and it got us here. So it's almost like going. Let's go back to the basics. Cause the basics got go. us far. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the normal stuff and things like that. And, and, let, and let, let's see and, let, and, let, and, let, and let's try again. Because clearly we failed the first time. Let's try again. And that's all it is. It's really a basic concept. I'm not trying to overshoot it. I'm not trying to overshot it. I'm not trying to be TikTok. I'm not trying to be Instagram. I'm not trying to be Facebook. I'm just trying to be a regular human being so we can say, okay, it's okay to be human. We can't be Heard. robots. Because like I said, Heard. y'all got kids, man. Like nobody wants their kids to be robots. Like, no, be yourself. Be your like <laughs> no. full whole 11-year-old. Be Kelsey full whole five-year-old and things like that so you're, you're not chasing after the wind that's always going to be changing like what you try to chase after it's going to change again go change again you will never have enough money you will never have enough success it will always keep changing and you will never mm-hmm. win this will never win the game you'll never win so zero sum game yeah, that, yeah. yeah there you go so that, that's all nah, I'm I, no i'm with it Catherine. did you want to I, I was going to comment but yeah think like you wanted to say something first so <laughs> i i I think the only thing that I will say is that I I love Empathy's bold initiative. And that's why that's why I'm behind this initiative. We don't know what social media looks like without likes and followers and blue checks and mm-hmm. you know the ability to the the ability to only 
to only connect with people who we believe has some sort of some sort of like lifestyle that we that we want and we don't have. We really want people to come on here and be able to understand that before you were anything, you were emotion and your story is valuable. And I even down to um, the the algorithm used on empathy is is focused on the human experience, focused on the user. There are no stories that will be prioritized over anyone else's stories because they're seemingly somehow more important. Um, and I believe that that's, that's true about how we treat our offline life. I believe that the human emotion of empathy is easier to show, mm. you know, in the real world, so to speak, but it just hasn't tapped into the digital world. We just right. haven't mastered how to bring what we do in our real life, how we treat our core people in our core circle, the people that we care about, the people that we even, even strangers on the street at this point, you know, we're able to empathize with more than we are with people online. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a unique correlation of thinking we do these things already in our real life, you know, some better than others, but it's still, there's still an existence there. Why is it not okay here? Why are we only our best selves here? Or, or why are we playing these comparison games so much so where we're hiding ourselves? Um, right. And But what I love about you know Zaire's vision is that he is really not afraid to throw these, throw these things out there and see you know how far it's gonna go right. and how it's gonna be accepted. And like he said, there may be the collateral damage. There may be those things that just don't land exactly where we see them landing. Mm -hmm. But like he said, that bold step in the right direction is what we need more than anything. To say that there is a better way to do this and someone is willing to take that chance. You know, it's worth it. It's worth pushing the narrative. It's worth seeing what social media looks like. I mean, we're all here in our 30s. We, We remember MySpace. And we oh, yeah. why we why we got on MySpace and top we, six music. Right. We, remember, <laughs> we remember when it first came on the scene and it was like, I'm just getting on here to see what my friends are doing. I don't care about people in the next city. I don't care about people in the next state. And I think she don't care about people in the next world. It was just like, yeah. I just want to know what the people who I already talked to are doing, you know? When, when, when we're not around each other. When we're not around each other, not 24 seven in the middle right. of the night, all day, every day, <laughs> you know, it's just, we, we really got away from that. And I think Zaire and his vision is he's thinking, let's go back to community and stories and emotions because that's why we got MySpaces. That's really what we wanted it yeah. way back in its original stage. And we just took a hard left turn and it yeah. just became something that something that we use to just it's like we're not we're not even leading it anymore. It's not even led off of how we actually feel. There's times where I'm like, you know, I don't I don't even want to engage with this, but I do. You know. No, no. <laughs> no can, can, I just want to make one quick point to what you just said right there cuz I, I have clients that have told me that. Like when people say they have to take like detoxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Cuz again, I never understood. I never had any context for it cuz I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I literally didn't even have half these apps on my phone because I'm like, I don't get notifications from these things. I don't know. I'm I'm the, I'm the weird guy. I feel like an old guy. I'm like, I'm logging into the, the desktop version because I don't want it on my phone. 
but, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, but they'll tell me that they'll be like, yeah, um, you know, I had to like delete it off, you know, for like a few months, and oh, I feel so much better. But all my friends or many people I know that are on there, I'm like, yeah, but then like you just said, but think about how you feel. Yeah. That like Zaire, that was the point you were making earlier. If I'm if I'm feeling better and I'm doing better, then why would I go back to that? Right. Or at least if you're going to utilize it as the tool, as I would say, be more intentional about how you're going to to use that tool. Don't and even to your point, Catherine, then don't get led by it. Like yeah. when I'm putting stuff out there, it's literally like this type of stuff because right. I want to spread that type of met because I hope that this touches somebody because I know if I was young and I was trying to use these different platforms, that's what I want to consume. Something real. Right. Real. It, Good, bad, it, and different. I, and I try my best not to put my, it's like, those, those are some heavy expectations to put on people. Like, it's like, sometimes, like, I get that everybody's not going to be that way. Like, it's like, I'll I, I try to be in reality. I understand, like, it's hard to change. It's hard to change your mind. That's, yes, sir. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to change. Like, change your own mind is a 24-7 job. And you try to change somebody else's mind, it's just a whole, it's hard. So, all yes. you can, all you can do is just try to help people. Cause right. it's a reason why Amazon's so successful. Why? Cause that one day to two day shipping conveniency. People like convenience. Oh, we are late. Yeah. We are we are. Oh, we in the most. We we in a lazy generation. That's why whoever yes, create <laughs> tech that tech that's more convenient for us, they, are, they they win. Yeah, <laughs> there you down. go. That this is like once again, you have to. You got to be creative. You got to understand yeah. who you are dealing with as people. Yes, we can mm -hmm. say these ideas, but after saying, okay, cool, think big, think in reality, and things like that. And that's when I always try to think in the reality. I'm not trying to put those expectations. It's a great expectation, but it's, like, it's just not the reality. It's like, it's very, like, right. you shoot yourself in the foot. You try to expect yourself from other, some, so, from people, all that good stuff to have this. Because what you were saying yes. is a very mature mindset to recognize it's a tool. That's very, very hard. Like, I'm trying to, you could, you either have that ability to be able to do it. That's 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 rare. That's very very rare. The fact you say I don't need this in my life and just and just move on like everything's normal. That's rare. I, I don't expect that for everybody. I expect you know that's RJ experience. Everybody else, <laughs> they, they, everybody else, it's a struggle. It's like that's so, his standard. Like, everybody I, else, uh... yeah. So yes, I, I put you in a silo. Doc, I can't put that on everybody because I know like it is what it is. That phone is vicious, man. Like yeah. outside the apps, it's the phone. The phone is vicious. You all is always there. And going back to Catherine's point, the reason why I say is we're fell in hell. Elon Musk about to try to shoot people into space. All that because it's a ninety nine percent chance people are going to die. People are going to die. They will try to go to Mars and things like that. There is a good mm -hmm. chance they going to die. But guess what? It's worth the failure. It's something just worth the failure. Something's just worth the failure. Hey, I may fail, but hey, you know what? I like I, I love his his quote. He said, "I rather I rather be optimistic and wrong and pessimistic and right." So right, because like, then nothing I changes. Always, yeah. So I'd rather just have that mindset. Me, my little delusional, be not me, my little delusionist, and things like that. Like, oh, this black kid about to change whole social media. Oh, oh well, I'm 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 gonna believe that. Like, why not dream big? All that good dream stuff. big. Why not me? Why not? Yeah, why not? Like, so why not? So you have to do these things, and like I said, something's got you got to be bigger than yourself. Like, I don't have kids. But I understand right. the effects and things like that. I understand it. I understand, like, bro. This is, I'm looking at my mirror. I don't want nothing to happen to my mirror, all that good stuff. Like, I get the words already hard as it is. This social mm -hmm. media element, like, it was never there at first. Now it's making things way more harder. No, life is hard by itself. Reality yes, is hard by itself. Social media just add this extra layer that don't need to be on top. That's why suicide rates be high. Just because mm -hmm. of this crazy social pressure. That's all it is. It's social pressure. New social standards. You got to be successful at even, even at more early age. You're like, God damn. 
Can I just be kids? Can people like not, can I just grow? Not, not, yeah, not everybody want to be successful. Not and not everybody success look the same. Like we have this standard towards success. It's like why we just can't live out in our old silos. Why this cannot look like success for me? Like why just I cannot have my nine to five job and that that be good enough for me? Why do I got to go mm-hmm. after this? And well, if I don't go after this, why do I got to be looked at as lame or I don't have enough? It's like it's yes, creating yes, all of these yes. things. It's like social, bro. I can understand why the suicide rate is be up, especially amongst men, because they're like all this pressure, 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 and Men got to be rich now. It's like they haven't had a six figures. Like, bro, like you know, forty, like nah. you know, like half a man <laughs> in America, like they, they make like forty k. Like we're okay. no, no. They supposed to be creating these new standards, new standards of yeah. what man's supposed to have, and this is not okay. it's not reality. It don't translate to reality. Like the stat says, they're like most men, black and white, they, they make a, make an average of like forty thousand dollars a year. All that because around, around that around that level, all that good stuff. So it's just like where all these new, like I say, it's come these new ideologies coming from social media, and it, and it, and it's more and and they following. Like I said, these celebrities, like no, let them let celebrity lives be celebrity lives. That, that's not reality. Not so for like, the vast majority of us. Right. Yeah. So it's like. It's a scary thing to be merging rea- social media into reality, and that's why I always C- Catherine said it like we like when we go back to the relationship. I think she she said this to me. She said we're moving very very far from tra- traditional marriage and traditional every anything. All the traditional stuff is moving far because all these new ideologies. It's just mm-hmm. like bro. And I always say I don't know how people want to follow love this day, this day and age. We don't fix this because the standards is too damn high. They're unrealistic. And just yeah, like no. even when okay. Nice. Even when an argument happened, even when an argument happened, no, I need to find no. Like, th- th- this person is. is uh, I'm, I'm trying to protect my peace. Like no, people have arguments. People have disagreements in relationships. That's a part of relationships and things like that. Y'all two human beings trying to merge your ideologies <laughs> together. Mindset is going to be some. It's going to be some friction there. But as soon as it's about the friction now, people just leave because social media, all of these other guys in my DMs, I can talk to them and just keep mm. trying, keep trying. Keep. Mm. It's this it. I mean, like Ooh. I said, Captain spoke on it. Like I said, put us in a whole new. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation with the relationship. But she opened <laughs> no, that no, can of worms. No, it, is, no, it is. Like, it is. No, no, yeah. no. It that's absolutely. Is. Kind of Tr- trust me. I, I could. I could. Man, I could probably talk to you for a whole day. <laughs> Oh, that's not, hey, Catherine, open it up. Now, I'm all like, let me just dive in on, on. Let me touch on these few parts that she touched on, man. Because yeah, she, no, 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 it's, no, it's real. No, but I, lo- no, but I love what you said, especially when you're talking about the expectations, and even when you're talking about the relationship aspect where the communications break down. That's something yeah. I agree with you. I think that's something I actually would be scared if I'm a young man. Not only because I'm being, you know, I'm essentially having to compete with older men who are much more you know, financially independent and stable and established, right? Because they've just had time. That's everybody deserves time to grow. But this mentality of like, I'm just about to leave and I can just go get something else real quick Mm -hmm. to replace you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I don't know how you're getting your information, but take it from me. You can't just plug and play people. We all have very different, unique lived experiences, personalities, perspectives. You don't want to have this mentality of, I can take you or I can leave you, even when you've invested significant time, energy, and resources into that person. Because hmm. you, you're not just going to go out there and find it. I know it might appear that way, but you can't. I'm just telling you, you won't go find it. If you really want to make it work, as as you were just saying, you got to put in the work. Right. Because we're two different people, we don't see things the same way. That's what we were talking earlier. That's why we went on, all three of us, went off <laughs> on a long tangent about communication, <laughs> right? Because we know that that's true. We it's, all communicate yeah. differently. You can't expect to say, I'm going to communicate with Catherine one time and everything that I say, she caught it exactly the way I wanted her to. Mm-hmm. And everything that she shared with me that I caught it, right? 
we understand that, but we're not, I feel like going back to the empathy concept and grace, as I would say, we don't, we live in this society now. It feels like we're so quick to judge. We don't mm. give it, like you were saying, Zara, we don't give each other that space to grow, to make the mistakes, to fail, to learn, to develop adversity, uh, to develop resiliency, to overcome adversity. Mm. We don't give each other that space. Well, we have this somehow, it seems like we as a society, maybe, have decided to transition to this point where these are the expectations. Everybody didn't get that memo. So every time you violate it, we cast you to the side and we sort of vote you off the island. You're never allowed to return. You're never allowed to come back. You're never allowed to resolve the Where's the society? From the experience. Right. What happened to community? You're allowed to make those mistakes. We would expect nothing less of a young person, Catherine, for your, for your child, for my son, for anybody else's child, there are any just other young person who doesn't know any better, right? That's why we talk about representation. What do you do when you don't have anybody get, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent, but when you don't go, have anybody go. those guidance, right? Yeah. How do you not make those mistakes? Yeah. And then if we keep raising the standard even higher and they don't even got that part down, how do you expect them to ever catch up? So we just kind of keep throwing people away. Like they don't matter. And that and really, really rate. And the pressure rate increases because they feel yes. like I am drowning. I don't know what to do. Anxiety, sky high. Like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up and do this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting left behind. Okay, they already this far down. Now they're leaving me even more. Like, and then, yeah. man, it just, it just it's it so it's just like this pressure. It, it, like, that's all it does. And like, what do you expect them to do? What do you expect them to react to? All Absolutely, it's like, man. dude, it's Absolutely. just like it's going to have side effects. Like, mm -hmm. cool, raise the raise, raise the you want to keep raising the ball, cool, but just understand what you're doing to people. Like, I think yeah. they're people at the end of the day, they're people. Like, mm -hmm. and I think we, that, that's why I said we, we look at it as everybody as robots these days. Like, no, we have breaking points, it's some things we so much that we can take. And like I said, that's just yes. social media. We talk about reality, reality had its own set, a whole new set of rules. We didn't even touch on it. We just talk about yes. a whole digital space. We didn't even touch on reality. Reality yeah. is whole different because that, oh. that takes so much time, right? And so much energy. If we even went in and tried to incorporate that, it's like, man, we would be talking here for days trying to touch on, well, this is what life is going to throw at you, but then this is what you're dealing with just because you're engaging with these different platforms, and this is what people tend to talk about and promote. And create and this social pressure, this toxic social pressure, never before seen. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. we're, we're lucky. I'm 31. You're 31. Catherine's 31. You're 35. That we saw, we, we know what life was without this, so it, it don't affect us yes. as much. But it's no. like for the young generation, this is if this is all they have, it's like, it's like God to them. Like, no, this is the standard. Like that, you yeah. won't understand. This is the standard. I need to live up to it. Like, no, you can't tell them about mm. it was a life before. No, that's your experience. His experience is this. That's all he sounded like. No, dad, you're crazy. All I know is this. Every, all right. my friends are here. I need to do this. They're not outside, yeah. they're not playing the, the life that we once lived. That's why I said we can't put our lives on our kids because this all they Correct. have is this. That's their Correct. Life. It's very, it's so very it's like, different. They, mm -hmm. Oh Lord, man. No, you know, you're I, right. That's that's part of that transition. It's part of the transition. Yeah, and I understand, like you said, how that how those conversations can be tough. Like really, it's like that's why I said the only way to do it is just, like I said, change the platform because or not change the platform, but create a different platform to to mitigate some of this. I used to slow it down some guy. Like, it's not gonna fix I it, it's that. always gonna be there. The vanity will always be there, but it's just this slow down some of the bleeding, and that's no, it, no. man. Till we find uh, new healthy ways to do this because I, we're bleeding I, I out that. too fast. I I, I want to give you a comparison actually when you said that. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully this will ring true, but I want to give you an example. Like this is a personal example. It's, it's a, um, from a health perspective. 
because you talked about like when you need an alternative to be able to challenge the viewpoint right and mm -hmm. i really believe that yeah. in therapy that's why we yeah. journal that's why we externalize our feelings because until you can have something to compare to it's very hard to objectively try to critique and give yourself feedback right or somebody else to give that to you right so here's yeah. my example i'm a vegetarian i've been vegetarian for six years nobody in my family is on neither side of my family but I make that point because it wasn't until I was challenged. This was actually in graduate school. It wasn't until I was challenged to try to do something different. One of my classmates, she was a vegan. So she challenged the class to do this. For, it was for an assignment. And the point was, I stepped up to it. I tested it out. It went completely against my status quo. At that point, I was 29 years old. And I had never even contemplated doing this. But why am I even bringing this up and trying to relate it? Because it gave me something else to compare how I felt how my body felt, mm. how I was responding, how I was I adjusting, it. how much energy I had. And then I switched because I, I, I was like, man, I don't have indigestion. I feel more energetic. Uh, I feel like I'm able to still get the nutrients and the lifestyle that I would like. Jesus, and it made me feel good. Now, I don't demonize other people who don't walk my path, but mm. I just talk about this is what I do. And because somebody challenged me in my thinking, it caused me to consider an alternative. And then I did it. And then I really got rooted in it. I was like, hmm, this feels quite different than what I'm accustomed to, mm -hmm. even though my family didn't understand and still struggles to understand. But my point is- That's a perfect was, analogy. No, that's I think a perfect about analogy. that to your platform, because in my yeah. mind, that's how your platform sounds. Mm -hmm. Try this, yeah. see how this could be. You might find that you might really appreciate mm -hmm. the level of authenticity and the genuineness that you're seeing from somebody as opposed to sometimes this fictionalized version of what somebody's life appears to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't support that because, as you said, it's not sorting the totality of what the lived experience is. You're only showing those great moments. I want to see all of it because we all know there's yeah. more that goes into that. That's way more. Right? There's all these failures it, that we've had to all overcome. And I guess it's challenging. And I'm a you can push it back to Catherine um, so she so she gets some talking time. Um, like we we accept this concept of. Like we accept, we, we accept this concept of the underdogs, the rash to riches. We accept that story in real life. We embrace it. Hell, rap music all about that. In, 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 in yep. hip hop, the black culture, we accept oh, yeah. coming from nothing to something. But some screaming, that stuff get demonized online. Like, wait, what happened? We accept it. It's movies literally made about these things. When people have this mm -hmm. tough story, they are inspiring. But why is that as? You see what I'm getting at? Like, okay, we we appreciate it. We accept these concepts. Yink and yang. We accept the light and dark. We accept these concepts, these yeah. principles in real life. Yeah. We need to accept them online. That's the only way because we understand they both, both we don't demonize. We don't demonize the, the, the underdog story. We root for the underdog. Like, yeah. Soon they get on the ground. Man, hope, hope he get back. And then when he finally get there, we, we celebrate. Why? Because we knew their journey. We knew they came from a hard background. They, we knew they came from nothing. And we celebrate it. And we say, and, and we get, and we look at, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, mm. that's, that's that's a balanced social media. You know how much it could go so now this is me just being my little mouth. If I could think in a in a perfect scenario, that's what I can see what it can happen. We have with those balanced stories where you see a person struggling, struggling, or empathy, all of a sudden they bounce back. They have a good story, mm -hmm. things like that. Like, oh snap, you see both sides, and it's like it's more you want to say congratulations, like a genuine congratulations. Like I saw your whole walk, you share both sides and give you a, a nice right. little palette of the vegetables. And like like the meat, it gives you like a nice little powder. Like <laughs> right. you know, this is this this is a this is more digestible. So it's right. just like that's what, how I see it, man. Like I said, 
us as Americans, us as a Western society, we accept these principles already. We just don't mm -hmm. do it online. It's like just try to crack that code, that the bitchy code. How can we accept this online? How can we market this in a way to be accepted online so it could be cool? Mm -hmm. So that could be the new way of doing going about things. I believe it is already because you look at society, we all want to be accepted. Diversity, inclusion, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. people want to express themselves, people want to be themselves. We're pushing that direct direction. That's what I'm saying. But empathy is built for that world, that new world that we, that's coming fast. Empathy Heard. is built for that new world of people who want to express because these Gen Zers are way different than us. They want to be, they, they're a little bit more open than us and things like They want the authenticity and things like that. So that's what I see. You can push it back to Captain, all that good stuff. So no, I'm, I'm I, gonna no, talk I, to you. I, I push it back to Captain. No, no, yeah. it's good. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys both the final question, but I'm gonna start with Catherine. But I, you know, yeah. we've already been kind of touching on it. But I want to, you know, you take this however you want to take it. But I want to ask yep. for you, Catherine, about like your future goals that you have for yourself, whether it be personal or professional, or maybe it's just with the platform overall. Where do you see yourself going in the near future? Where do you want to to be created in the near future for yourself? This is a two-sided question for me. I'll say first, um, I want to push my profession um, to see it outside of its tradition. Mm -hmm. I, I want to innovate in our field. I want um, to push our licensing restrictions because um, throughout my conversations with a lot of clinicians about empathy, there's this pushback. It's saying like, oh, this could potentially put my license at risk. Mm. I, I can only practice here. And if I engage this way and you know the rules and someone believes that I've established you know, a clinical relationship with them, my license could be at risk. And mm. it, almost, it almost deters you know, mental health professionals from engaging with tech when they're so needed. They're mm -hmm. needed at the table. They're needed in these discussions. They're needed. They're they're needed providing these services, and they're needed developing these platforms. And I believe it's a simple fix. It, it just requires innovation. It requires a new way to look at the world, mm -hmm. um, understanding that tech is the future. And if we really want to be effective. Um, at what our profession set out to do, you know, and our mission and our ethics, they need to be remodeled. Um, and I, I hope, I hope that what I bring to empathy and empathy's users and empathy's team is the understanding that this marriage needs to happen, um, and no one needs to be left behind, so to speak. There shouldn't be. Um, tech companies profiting at, off of human suffering um, and just because we simply can't show up at the table. We simply can't say that this is how humans interact with other humans. This is how humans interact with tech or this is how humans interact with with these with these conversations that are being had in real life, we'll talk to our friends about them. Mm -hmm. um, and these are the effects, like you said, you see you see so many effects through your clients. And that's why I that's why I I love 
the way you see your own practice when you when you told me before that, that I, I want to reach more people. I want to yes. do what I'm doing, but reach more people. And so I believe that that, you know, we, we need to champion that among our profession. We need to champion our profession to push outside of the people who contact us or the people that we talk to on a daily basis. And we need to find a way to do that that feels good for us, you know, um, because I everyone, the startups are difficult. And I, and I don't believe that everyone belongs in every place. But sure. we need to get soldiers in more places than our profession has kind of set our soldiers. You know, like we're, we're kind of blending in now, so to speak. And I just think that for me, that's an important mission for me. It's an important mission to even now, you know, with my colleagues, they're always like they're everything singular. It's like I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do this and, I, and I'm, I'm going to graduate and, I, and I'm going to follow the therapist track. Mm -hmm. um, this is what I want to be because this is what feels acceptable for me. And I just always inspire them to, to think outside of that. Heard. Okay, there's there's something else you can do with these skills. These skills are valuable and they're becoming even more valuable as the world is transitioning and evolving way past life skills. Like Absolutely. Before, before I became before I came back to being a social worker, I just call myself a life skills professional. I was like, I'm just, I just want to teach people life skills. I just want to go back to what it means to have those fundamental skills to, to live your life. Mm -hmm. and that's just understanding that you are a human. And, and I just push them to think outside of those traditional roles. Those traditional roles will always be there. And you can fill those traditional roles, but you can also have a mission behind it. Absolutely. Where you're trying to reach outside of your clients and you're trying to reach outside of what our standards, where our standards have been set. So that's my main goal for the future for me. Beautiful. Um, it's, and then it's also to bring empathy's mission to life. Obviously I believe in it. It mirrors my experience. It is me. I believe that I have found my place on the playground, the social work <laughs> playground. And I, and I really hope to, I really hope to be an innovator and a, and a problem solver in this space and to allow other, please allow me to say it, like to allow other black women to understand that we do belong here and to understand that we can we can transfer our skills we can take all of our clinical skills and we can disrupt you know um a a sector that isn't for us and and we really we feel like we don't belong we mm -hmm. feel like we have nothing to contribute and we feel like our voices aren't being heard and even in our own culture it's hard for people to accept things like therapy and help Yes. You know, in and of itself. And I think that seeing more people, Empathy's Triumph story of, you know, a Black man promoting people, inspiring transparency and having authentic, um, having authentic connections and, and trying to disrupt a, a space where I'll say it, he doesn't necessarily belong. You know, and to push that narrative and be able to tell that triumph story, I, I just see it. I just see it, my daughter, a five-year-old, you know, being able to see herself in people like us. And that's what I really want. I just want our children to be able to see themselves and to be able Heard. to think outside of what the culture and society is telling them is acceptable, acceptable and to look up and be like, oh, wow, they look just like me. And they did that. They brought that vision to life. And these mm -hmm. 
things are these things are what are valuable for me. This is what mirrors my life's mission. And you know, and I just I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. I wish I would have entered social work and I'm just gonna shake everything up 10 years ago. But here I am with my lived experience and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that 10-year circle. I'm thankful for my experience with the military and my experience with, you know, Gen Zers, as we like to call them, my experience as a mother, my experience as a, as a divorcee, my experience, you know, everything that I'm now bringing to my practice mm-hmm. and bringing to my clinical skills and bringing to empathy. Yeah. Now that's, hey, listen, I really appreciate all of that that you just shared. I think that's very profound. You know, even if you're talking about just the level of transparency, obviously, that we're trying to create both on an individual basis as like a clinician, but then on the broader scale, which you're touching on about the platform. And again, that's that's how I even found you guys. That's how I even saw the mission. I was like, man, like that's yeah. that's a dope story. Like, I, I think that yeah. it is needed. And again, yeah, like as you said, you know, Zaire to you, man, kudos to you as a man to have the foresight to even want to tackle that type of task, mm-hmm. you know, because again, like I know for a lot of men, like we don't, we're already not naturally comfortable in those spaces a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you even felt emboldened enough to want to do that, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it clearly is a testament because you have clearly somebody as talented as Catherine that is speaking very highly of you and of the mm-hmm. platform. So I, I think that it sounds like it's going to do amazing work. I, I do want to ask mm-hmm. you, uh, Zaire, if that's okay, like where are you guys in that in that process, or or how accessible is it as of as of yet? Right now, uh, we're still in the pre-seed stage. We're still raising funds, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of understanding. Black founders is going to have it the the growth process again. Product to market, it's going to take a little bit longer, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of acceptance on that because I'm in an all white, predominantly all white male space. And majority of people, like all my competitors are not like minority, all that good stuff, like minority women. And like I said, it's different. It's different. It's, it's definitely different. So our path is our path right now. Right now, sure. um, we're part of a we're, we're part of an accelerator called Headstream, um, backed by Second Muse, supported by Melinda Gates. Um, she's big in the digital wellness space and things like that, trying to create better tech. So yeah. we're basically just going, like I said, our journey, just like I said, um, constantly going up the ranks, all that good stuff. But we hopefully we see ourselves out probably, hopefully, you know, the, the fourth quarter coming up. So hopefully early next year, early next okay. year, first first quarter, early next year, all that good stuff. But we'll see. Like I said, a black experience, I think it's a reason why there's no black owned mainstream social media apps, especially one like this. It's very difficult. It's very, yeah. very difficult. So even I even what Catherine touched on, um, like not only when empathy succeed to be able to, tra- to to push that transparency, to normalize moves, all that good stuff, you get to have that image of like, you know, um, like a, this, a black creator and a black woman, a strong black woman will help build this, help create this and things like that. And I, that's gonna be new. That's gonna be two new things happening at one time. Like, oh, snaps, yeah. Yeah, we're doing something new. Also, it was created by black folks. And yeah. you know, once black folks to, to start touching stuff and things like that, like once we get our hands, up, we make start it, blowing we up. We do things different. <laughs> we do, yeah, we, like, we do things differently, man. We do things differently. No we doubt, definitely do things differently. Um, and hopefully that inspires more more people because I always tell black folks this all the time. I think tech is our last bus. Like the future is tech. This is our last bus for financial wealth or things like that we need to know because the job will be getting to it could be automotive 
It'll be a lot of automated right. services, things like that. You go shopping, Whole Foods or Walmart. It's a lot of self checkout. That stuff will get weird. Right. That, 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 what you see, you see trial runs right now. They're gonna keep. They're gonna be. Right. It's gonna be a standard five to ten years from now. So I'm just letting people know that, like, Agreed. you have to get in tech. You need to know code. You need to know something because, like, all these other jobs will get taken by computers. Like, if they if they don't have to pay you a salary and things like that, all you gotta do is pay to fix a robot or tech code it once, and that's it. I'll got you know vacation days, none of that type of stuff. They will. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I always try to hopefully, but like I said, I know black people. We, we go off of off of finance. It's the reason why people like football, basketball, all that good stuff. They see <laughs> right. the checks they bring in, but when they see like. The average tech founder, if it's a successful one, you can name like an Uber or Airbnb, like they, they work billionaires more than yeah. uh, any, any, like they do it pretty quickly to probably, I think five to six years. So like people can just put that in perspective. Like this is, athletes is cool. That's, that's cool. But being a tech, being a tech and or hopefully be an owner, it, it, it give different opportunities. It's just, it's just different. Absolutely. It's just different things and things like that. So hopefully that's what I wanted. I always want to, I, I speak proud. I speak boldly. I don't, even when I talk in front of minority people who are not of my color, not of my, I talk as myself. I don't really try to be nobody else but myself. Cause I want people to know you can still be yourself. You don't have to, like I said, I think me, how I see is very, very important. Cause that's the story. That's the story. People need to know. I don't want them to say, oh, you need to bow down, talk like this, do this, things like No. I want to be able to, it's, it's, it's the right way how people should succeed. So you get to look yourself mm-hmm. as a mirror. Like, because you, you can, it's like, it's all about the story, how I do it, and not about just doing it. Because I need to share the story. People need to know the story. I need to be able to Very stay true. with conviction. I got to be able to stay with conviction. If I can't stay with conviction, I, it's not, it's not going to hit it. So it's, it's about I need to do this in a certain way so I can inspire a young group of generations to say, hey, we can do it this way and you can be yourself. Like, I don't there look like go. the typical people. Always like I'm, I think I'm, I'm six five. People think I'm a basketball player. Oh, you play basketball? <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd. Oh, yeah. I'm a nerd. I'm a whole nerd, but I don't look like it. I'm all like, but that's black folks. We can jump into stuff, make make, make stuff look cool. That's how we, we do it all the time. Yeah, I, I see a vision of that. More people in here, like we create the content, but we, we we are content kings and things like that. Now I'm trying to push towards let's push towards more ownership. Let's create these platforms that we create content for. Let's not just take right, the advertising right. dollars, the branding dollars. Let's create these platforms. We got we got we got the creativity. Creativity, not, we, we don't lack that. It's the, we it's need the, the structure, the resources. And there the we resources. go. So it's, it's, it's just really just like, let's push towards that. So that's why I want to just really be an anchor towards that and just say, okay, cool. I'm not I'm not going to be the guy in the suit or things like that. I will be able to relate to a large group of people. And it's like I, the fact that I have my both sides, I know how I know what it's like to be the failure and I know what it like to be the success person. So I can yeah. speak from both sides and things like that. So I get it underprivileged talked about picked on all that i get both sides i can speak the language of both sides and things like that hopefully Love i can get that. that to my benefit when 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 the platform do come out when empty does succeed my whole thing i said empty way bigger than me screw me at all like it's, it's it's about the bigger picture of not just normalizing moods um not just having be more human but also it's, it's generations behind us and things like that black people all that yes. good stuff. All, all, i think they representation is very very important that's why you go on empathy most probably you'll see a lot of like even though it's diverse but it's strategically we're a little bit more black people and things like that just because i know how powerful that is and things like that they need to see more of themselves all that good stuff so and also i just take pride in um um knowing that when empathy do blow we will never be left off we won't be we won't be second thought i'm black Catherine's black we make sure 
it's going to be it's going to remain black and things like right. that. Just go, oh, we worked out. oh, we forgot about no, 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 no. We 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 good. We, we will be in a conversation. It will be done right. So it's 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 a it's a lot of that making sure holding that mantle, making sure we done right. So hopefully, and throwing that ladder down so other people could come up as well. Other black folks can right, come up and create their right. new platforms and things like that. And also encouraging more people in your field to come into tech because that both of y'all need each other. They clearly right. are doing a good job. All that good. That's why this thing called good tech come out because they realize, oh, this tech is messing us up. We need people more like you in your. Like, that's why the work that you're doing is more is very very important. And I will even say, wherever down your journey, you kind of dabble into tech because they need you. They need you. They need you. That's why they call this thing called digital wellness. That's the thing. It's right. going to get bigger. All that good stuff because they seen the youth how this tech is affecting the youth badly, adverse effects. So they want people. Okay, cool. How can we approach it? That's why that's where Catherine become a great advisor. How to have human centered design, human centered algorithms, and things like that. How this how how this can, can affect and just having those decisions. Are we having them? Is this diverse enough? Is this have inclusion? Is, is we is we doing this the right way? And right, you need right. people like a Catherine. You need people like a RJ in those rooms as well. You just don't need the coder who knows this. No, you need these people. Make sure we're doing it the, the human way. We're not screwing up people, so we're not repeating it, repeating the process over and over again. So I believe both of y'all. Yeah. Both y'all, y'all, y'all important. Like I say, it's a marriage of both. Tech, tech need your tech need the mental health field, and the mental health need tech. It's, it have it have y'all have to meet in the middle and just go from there. And that's when we start creating responsible tech that can benefit not just financially but also mentally and on wellness, all that good stuff. So that's all. Yes, I'm say. man. No, no. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you both so much, yeah. man. Like that, that last point you mentioned in there. Like I'm. It really resonates with me because you know I'm I'm very much a big believer in thinking about the future and it's not about me. Like the real only reason why I even started to do this stuff was because I wanted to be able to have some type of legacy that might benefit somebody that I might never get the opportunity to talk to. Because I recognized there's more out there, right? It's not just about how much wealth I can amass and how much I can personally take care of my family. That's all fine. Yeah. But what about all those other people out there that still need something? And so I, I really respect you for having that type of both of you for having that type of wisdom and experience and really trying to look down the road on how I can approach these people, hopefully to give them not only like a safer platform or a more engaging platform mm -hmm. that's better for them overall. But mm -hmm. I also hope, like we were saying earlier, that it fosters that sense of community, like in the best ways. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. nothing's foolproof. I, I, I live in mental health. I know better than anybody that nothing yeah. is foolproof and nothing yeah. is perfect. There's always going to be ups and downs and adjustments, yeah. right? Yeah. But as long as we're it's making journey. incremental progress, right, in that direction. Yeah. It's the growth journey. Yeah, it's the growth journey. Yeah, it's the growth yeah. journey. It's definitely the growth journey. That's why I respect you so much. You say you, say you move out of purpose. I'm like, dude, I know what you're talking about. You're speaking to me. Like, we speaking to each other. Like, once you start moving about purpose, it's not, it's not about you no more. You're just doing it just no, for the greater not. good. You're just, play, you're just playing the seeds. I may not, I'm not, I may not reap the benefits now, but when they Correct. do finally harvest, I did my job. I did Correct. my job. And based off some seeds that you planted, all that good stuff. That's what I say about your podcast. Doing these now, okay, you have these archives of video. One of these, yo, your old videos might affect people. Like, damn, this is my old content. You got to fix it. Oh, I got way better. But nope, it was the old content that got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Why? listen. Because I've heard. Hey. I, I've, I've heard some things. I mean, and, and, I, and yeah. again, for me, I truly, I hope so, man. It's like, yo, I do this. Yeah, I'm not being compensated for this. I just do this because I really, I really want to do something of value to other people yeah. because I know that I'll be okay. Like when you were talking yeah. about, I'll make this last point before we close. Like yeah. I recognize that if, if you are really good at something and you're passionate about something, you don't necessarily always have to worry about how you're going to monetize it or make money. 
I think people can genuinely see the authenticity and the and the transparency and the honesty and how you conduct yourself and how you go about it. So you'll find a way to make that work. But when you after you take that next step after you, then what comes next? Mm-hmm. Well, it might be your immediate family, then it might be your extended family, then it might be your friends. And I hope at some point then we get to community and then society. Yeah. Okay. So I ha- so then what do I want to do to impact at that level, right? Where you were talking, Catherine, earlier on the macro level. I love talking about things on the macro level too. How am I going to get to that point? Well, maybe I can leverage my skill sets or utilize experiences that I have and lend them to somebody. Like you said, I hadn't even thought about it like that. Maybe I got to lend it to someone in the tech space to try to create a, a better, not just better platforms, but better ways for us to communicate and understand each other yeah. and create empathy. That's why yeah. I, I can easily support and encourage anybody. And that's why I was asking you earlier for anybody that watches this or listens to this. When you guys are ready, I hope you guys let me know so that I can do whatever I can do to drive traffic there. And I will certainly do my part to be a part of it because I I really like what you guys stand for. I think it's going to be very necessary. And just like I was bringing up the the meat versus vegetarian lifestyle, I think sometimes you need the alternative just to have that experience and then, you know, have something just to consider. You might find that it might be another great outlet for you. And maybe you are able to utilize traditional social media, we might say as a tool that is meant to be, not as my worldview, not as my 100% my community, and let that continue to maybe misshape in the way that I see things. So I wish you guys like nothing but success. And I, like I said, I hope once you get these things off the ground that you absolutely let me know, man, because I want to do everything I can uh, to support it. I would say this as a closing. Um, whenever we hit our successful point, all that good stuff, and you're not too busy building your greatness, we will love you having that over at Empathy. We would love to have you over. We love my, you know, we love people who have those mindsets of human center first and things like that. Because, like I said, the more, the better, all that good stuff. It's all about just shaping the tool and just bettering the tool. Because, like I said, it's not it's not just the tech people who want to shape it better. It could be people like y'all who, who have that knowledge, who have the experience and things like that, knowing how to go and body and say, this is where I got off. I think you should go about this. So instead of just going off the numbers all the time. But, yeah. That's yeah. It. No man, I I appreciate you guys. This is this is very very enlightening. I'm I'm gonna be I'm sure I'm gonna be digesting this for a while. I'm sure the audience will be. So thank you guys so much for being here. I hope that yeah. anybody who is either interested in tech or mental health, you know, like you said, I, I I want to make this last point that the representation and the visibility to me were always something that was really important, even about getting on this camera and talking, because a lot of times uh, to go back to my point about the men, like men don't see men do this. And and seeing you, Catherine, you've been very gracious and engaging with us. And I appreciate you for doing that because we need the space, right? To be honest, to be able to talk about these things. And I love what we were able to achieve today in, in this type of discussion. And that's why I'm, I'm constantly trying to promote and record these types of things. Cause I want other brothers and sisters out there who don't see this, maybe they don't have the male role model, the female role model, that parent around, what have you. But we know that content can help shape your perspective. Maybe this could do some benefit or be of uh, support to somebody in a time of need. I hope that this is that for them. And I hope if there's some young man or woman out there who's like wants to code or wants to program something like I saw that guy Sire on that podcast and he seemed like he was really passionate about it. And he went into this uh, going against the grain type of uh, mentality. Maybe I need to consider something like that, too. And I, I will say I felt very similarly in my field. My field is very female dominated. And to be a man of color is even more so. I'm a very, very small percentage 
Also in Florida, by the way, I heard you throw that out there, Zaire. Just watch, yeah. I don't know if you knew it, but I'm out. I'm out here. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you guys for being here. If anybody got value from listening or watching this, please consider liking and subscribing to this because it helps me to continue to make a lot of this type of content to seek out great people like Zaire and Catherine today. And I really appreciate anybody who was able to enjoy this and get something from it. So until you guys, until I see you guys again next time, we're going to sign off. So <laughs> peace out. Thanks.